When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio Sometimes be careful what you wish for. <laughs> time and time again in all of our lives, we've wanted something to happen, sometimes really badly, and sometimes it turns out to be every bit as wonderful as we thought it would be. And then there are plenty of times, lower your TV, Bernie, where it turns out to be a complete disaster. And that could be the case today. Bernard, are you there? I'm here, bro. Bro, that TV in the background is so that, loud. my TV, bro. Whose is that? It's got to be in the control room. Lou, what are you doing? It's not Lou. It's uh, Luke Legrano. <laughs> no, it's not us. Okay. Anyway, right. uh, getting back to the original point, uh, what I'm getting at is, and there it is. It's gone now. Be careful what you wish for because today, today, for the first time in his new role. Now, understand, he's been on this show many, many times. In fact, he's had very nice things to say about Bernie McGurk. And Sid Rosenberg, very nice things to say. Time and time again, when he was the Brooklyn Borough president. But you know the story, running for mayor. He knew, of course, we were both endorsing Curtis Lee. Well, he knew that. Uh, Running for mayor, we never had him on. Since he won, he's never been on. And yes, coming up in exactly two hours from now at 8.05 a.m. this morning, mayor, not Brooklyn Borough president, mayor Eric Adams on with Bernie and Sid. Well, how about that, Bernard? Dun, dun, dun. Uh, that's very exciting, actually. And uh, you were calling him out for a long time, saying he didn't have the uh, cojones yeah. to join the Bernie and Sid show. And uh, apparently he was listening, or somebody was listening. <laughs> and apparently he has the cojones. <laughs> yeah, because, Jennifer, uh, he's on. I mean, Jennifer Grodd called me yesterday, and I said, don't put anything on Instagram or Twitter. Don't do anything, because... You know, much like Barack Obama said about Joe Biden, don't ever underestimate Biden's ability to F things up. Uh, I'm not sure that he'll show up even now, two hours before his scheduled appearance, based upon what you just said. So I was hesitant to post it myself and get too carried away. But it really does look like Eric Adams is going to come on this morning. And already, Bernie, I swear to you, I'm not exaggerating, 
like a thousand messages from people. Don't you back down. He's no good. He's a phony. He just wants to look good on television. He just wants to hang out with Joe and Mika and Al Sharpton. You and Bernie got to get him. Don't you? I'm like, calm down. God, it's Friday. Tiger had a good day yesterday. Take a deep breath. Well, I have to admit, though, the pressure is on you, for oh, sure. You son of a bitch. The pressure is mounting <laughs> big time. And to me, uh, on me to a lesser extent, no question, uh, we can't back down. We're not going to back down. There's no, no reason to back down. We're going to call him out on the uh, tough issues, uh, the stuff we've been complaining about, and uh, he'll answer. I mean, look, at the end of the day, he's the mayor of New York City. And it wouldn't be a horrible thing to have a relationship, maybe not the best relationship. I get it. Bill de Blasio, for example, he would never come on the show, and he never did. And by the way, uh, Eric Adams, according to a very good source and a good friend of both of ours, has never returned a phone call from Fox News. Never returned a phone call. So we get him today. The idea is, yes, we go at him. We talk about the things that are bothering you and I, the things that are not getting any better in this city, some of the things that he does, which irks both you and I. But the idea is to get him back and to just blow it up today would not make any sense, being that you and I are signed to many, many more years doing radio in New York City. And like it or not, he is the mayor. Well, it kind of sounds like you're backing down already, to be quite honest with you. Uh, No, listen, look, we're going to allow him also to extol the virtues of the good things he's done. And he's done some good things. The anti-crime unit, even though it's a, a sort of watered-down version, they have to wear NYPD jackets or something like that. The fact that he brought back broken windows. The fact that he's, he's, he has the cojones, the aforementioned uh, stones, to take down these homeless encampments in the face of some fierce resistance, stuff that's common-sense things, uh, you know, like broken windows again that you have to give him uh, kudos for. So you got to let him, you know, extol those virtues and pat himself on the back, of right, course. But, but, but do those things replace the fact that he hangs out with people like Farrakhan and Al Sharpton and, and uh, you know, called the don't say gay bill, the don't say gay bill, and we know it's not that, and crime is on an all-time high, and do those things replace that, or how does that work? Well, not ex- well let him explain that. That's exactly why he's coming on. So those are the things well, we that's, ask that's him. not why he's coming on. He, I'm not sure he wants to talk about any of that. <laughs> well, I think he wants to, uh, you know, he wants to answer some of our, our questions, Yeah. some of our concerns. I mean, they're, and, saying, uh, they're, they're saying Joe Miko, Willie Geist, and Al Sharpton. This isn't one big circle jerk with a bunch of Democrats who don't know crap about this city. This is Bernie and Sid. I mean, you're, you're, walking, okay. into, you're walking into a fire. Now you're back to the original, Sid. I Damn like right. It. I like it. Yeah, I I'm like gonna, what I hear. It's going to be uh, up and down like this all morning long, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, strap yourself in, folks. I mean, come on. It's going to be a roller coaster right now. It's going to be great. Look, we're going to talk to him. It's going to be civil. And, uh, again, th- that's the nature of what we do. We have people on who you have called out in the past, and you give them a chance to respond. You know, the last two weeks we've gotten ratings on this show that are uh, outrageous. They're huge. Uh, But usually, and he was on vacation yesterday, the biggest segment of the week, not usually, this is uh, Money in the Bank. Every week, in terms of ratings, the biggest segment of the week on the Bernie and Sid show, Thursdays at 8.40 with Bill O'Reilly. And, um, of course, again, he wasn't on yesterday. He's on vacation. But I have to think, Bernie, that 8.05 this morning with Eric Adams may do better than any O'Reilly segment we've ever done, if not right there on par. So I expect today between Eric Adams... Rob Shooter, who is a scream, really entertaining, 
And how about Kelsey Whitmore? Sports Illustrated coming out with a story today. This is amazing news. Our own baseball team, and I spoke to both Gary Perrone and uh, our great uh, attorney Emily Pankow last night. Our own baseball team, the Staten Island Ferry Hawks, become the first Major League Baseball team ever to actually hire, well, I say hire. She's got, she has a tryout. She can make the team. She's on the national team now for a couple of years to bring in a female, give her a legitimate shot as a pitcher and an outfielder to make the baseball team. Sports Illustrated, their story is coming out today. It's going to be huge, and she's going to join us live coming up at 9.05. That is the marks, Bernie, right there, those three guests of maybe the highest-rated Bernie and Sid show ever. The, those are three uh, big, huge guests, humongous guests. I would, I would posit to you, I wouldn't even look at the ratings. I mean, they, whatever they are, they are. They're, they're Bill O'Reilly, Eric Adams, that's fine. Either way, we know we're going to do a great job, and we have the best guests in morning radio now, right one, here. One of the things that uh, you and I get on Eric Adams about, and this is uh, where you've been very boisterous in your name and shame, which I happen to love, is uh, bail reform. He went to Albany. They slammed the door in his face. Wasn't his fault. Blah, blah, blah. You got to yell about Carl Heasty. You got to yell about Andrea Stewart Cousins. Got to yell about the governor, Kathy Hochul. Well, it seems like at least yesterday that uh, we're making some headway here with Kathy Hochul, at least now giving judges discretion when it comes to some of these criminals, these animals. So it does seem like, Bernie, uh, whether it's because the election is coming in November, whatever the motivation is, it does seem like yesterday Kathy Hochul is wanting to bend, if not break. Well, she got the uh, budget passed. And, uh, yeah, those uh, those proposals for the no-cash bail reform that she put in there. Look, we talked to that guy Jim Quinn, uh, New York Post columnist, uh, a DA out in Queens, executive uh, district attorney for 40 years or something like that. Those are weak T uh, reforms. They, for the most part, they cover only crimes that were committed by people with guns. Now, there are a lot of people do, committing crimes with knives, pushing people onto subways, stuff like that, uh, committing all kinds of crimes, felons, felonies, uh, sexual assaults, that are not covered by her, uh, her no-cash bail reforms, uh, with the exception of the, it does give the judges some discretion. She added that. The moderates were able to add that. So, yeah, that is a good sign. Of course, uh, it comes – she, she didn't initiate this stuff. She had to be pushed into it. Uh, initially, she was like, no, the, the no-cash bail law, I'm down with Cousins, I'm down with Heasty. She got major pushback. She saw the polls. She got booed at the Ranger game. She got very shaken. And uh, so now we have, uh, we have a deal. We have some sort of reform to the no-cash bail law. Hallelujah. Better late than never. We'll take it even though, again, it's not as strong as we would like. Katanji Brown-Jackson made history yesterday. That's part of the news today. And the Russians, they bombed a train station where the evacuees were waiting, killed 30, injured hundreds more. All those are big stories today, obviously. But uh, for me, the biggest story yesterday was the return of Tiger Woods. And he shot a 71 yesterday, one under par. He is just four strokes back from the leader as he gets ready for day two here on Friday. Here's one of the more exciting calls, courtesy of CBS, yesterday on Tigers, one under first day back at the Masters. So he needs to cut to get on the proper level. Oh, Tiger has made it. What a shot from Tiger. Hey, guys, the game's there. Billy has said cut six iron, dialed it. 
perfect. And then, of course, they came to Tiger Bernie after this first day, of course, filled with emotion back, nearly lost his leg. It really was very close to being amputated, could have died that day. And here he is, much like Ben Hogan, less than a year and a half later, having a great day at the Masters day one. Here's what Tiger Woods had to say after the golf was finished. Lots of treatments, lots of ice. No, that's the second one. Let's go to the first one. I had a, a terrible warm-up session. I hit it awful. And I went back to what my dad always said. Um, did you accomplish your task in, your, in warm-up? It's a warm-up. Did you warm up? Yes, I did. Not go play. And that's exactly what I did. I went and played. And uh, forgot whatever I did on the range and says, just go ahead and play shot for shot. Um, hit the ball in the correct spot. Commit to what I'm doing. Leave myself in the right angles. Uh, hopefully make a few putts and let's, let's get after this thing. And you know, I was able to do that. And the Mets look like they're going undefeated this year, Bernie. What do you think, 162-0? and <laughs> Well, you know, uh, I got a uh, text from Curtis Lewa last night. Yeah, so did I. And, 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 <laughs> well, what did he say? Mike Piazza, the Mets, I can't stop, whatever. He, he, he used he his said, verbiage. He said, I feel like impaling myself yes. with uh, Mike Piazza's bat right. from when uh, Roger Clemens threw the ball at him. Yeah, no, he's very upset, so... Uh, that's a good thing. If Curtis is upset, that's a very good thing. I watched the game. The game didn't end until midnight. Well, it didn't, it, start, it, it didn't start until after 8 right, o'clock. Exactly. There yeah. was some delays, but uh, it was nice to have the Mets games back. Again, tonight, good luck finding it on uh, Apple streaming service, media, whatever the hell that is. Some woke, you got you got to buy some woke streaming service to watch That's the freaking right. Mets. Put on Howie Rose. He's fine. Uh, baseball's better on radio. As good as Gary Cohn and Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling are, it's better on radio anyway. So for one day, listen to Max Scherzer make his debut with Howie Rose. I would rather watch it. But uh, <laughs> either, either way, it was, it was great to have him back. And by the way, Tiger Woods. He looked great. Great. I couldn't believe how good he looked. Yes. Uh, he exceeded, already has exceeded expectations in that he's still in, in, in the game this morning. Uh, very much. Four strokes back again. Day two, shot one under, shot a 71, had a great day. Yankees start their season in about uh, seven hours in the Bronx, hosting the Boston Red Sox. The Brooklyn Nets have a huge basketball game tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're down to just two games left in the regular season as they shoot for the seventh seed inside the Eastern Conference. And today, Judgment Day. Judgment Day at the Oscars. Will Will Smith have to give back his Academy Award. By the way, I think that's ridiculous. Acted like a complete douchebag on stage that night. Yes, bar him for the rest of his life. But don't take away, don't take away the Oscar. He was great in that movie. Well, either yeah, he and he 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 filmed the movie before the incident. All that stuff was pre uh, a slap. So in a court of law, if you brought it to a court of law, you really couldn't punish somebody for what they did after that great performance in the movie as uh, yeah. King Richard. That's a good so point. So you you make you you make uh, you make a good point as well. It's stupid to take it away from him at this point. But yes, kick him out of the Oscars and. Uh, and by the way, I mean, you know, it's, it's not uh, – he didn't stab Chris Rock. He, he slapped him in the face. It was horrible. But uh, Chris Rock survived. Chris Rock will come out stronger because of this. He already has. He's sold out more of his uh, comedic shows in Boston, making tons and tons of money. Not only would it come out stronger, but he's going to make a ton of money. It was the best thing that could have happened to Chris yeah. Rock. The best thing. Well, it was – look, it was humiliating and uh, maybe a little traumatizing to a guy like that. But – He'll survive. He'll go through some therapy or something like that and come out stronger for it. And richer, a lot richer. Yeah, 1-800-848-WABC. As always, that's the number, 1-800-848-9222. Again, 
Big Sports Illustrated article coming out today. Our baseball team, we start the action Tuesday night, May the 3rd, our first home game, the Staten Island Ferry Hawk baseball team. And we are announcing Kelsey Whitmore as the first female Major League Baseball player, really good ball player, pitches, plays the outfield. She'll join us at 9.05. The naughty gossip columnist, always wildly entertaining, Rob Shooter. He'll be here at 8.40, but of course... The big one coming up at 8.05, Mayor Eric Adams with Bernie and Sid. And trust me, folks, you don't want to miss this. Bernie and Sid on this epic Friday. Off to a terrific start. We'll be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Get down. Thank you on the Bernie and Sid show. Heard everywhere, folks. Download that 77 WABC app. You will not regret it all day long. It's very entertaining, very edifying. Also, simulcast out on Eastern Long Island News Talk 107.1 FM. And you can watch us at uh, WABCradio.tv on your smart TVs, on your computers. And uh, Sid mentioned it earlier. We have a new Supreme Court justice, and uh, she's going to be, I believe she's going to be sworn in today. They're going to have some big ceremony, and they're looking at it as maybe a super spreader event because, as you may have heard, Sid Rosenberg. By the way, did you hear? The Bernie and Sid show will feature Eric Adams at 8 o'clock this morning. (laughs) Eric Adams at 8 o'clock this morning, the mayor of New York City. But, uh, yeah, the super spreader event because – this old uh, windbag, uh, Nancy Pelosi, she caught COVID. And two days ago at the White House, when uh, the Savior showed up, Obama, she was kissing and hugging uh, not only Obama, but uh, Biden and uh, everybody. It was really, uh, well, it was nasty to look well, at. Well, they, no, they say no Biden, right? They said that she didn't come into contact with Biden for the last couple of days. No, that she did come in. In fact, it's on videotape. She actually hugged Biden. She was very, very close to him. Their reasoning, what they're saying is why it wasn't, uh, it didn't meet C- CDC guidelines because it, it, it didn't uh, ex- extend past 15 minutes. Ah. 15 minutes and six feet, uh, the six feet thing. But she yeah. was right there hugging him. So I, the six feet thing doesn't apply. If 15 minutes and six feet are the criteria, then I'm basically safe um, every night at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I'm 15 sorry minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry, very sorry to hear that. <laughs> Not but but either way, uh, so that the super spreader event may go down today. Well, is there we'll a new s- variant? You know, I was watching uh, Jesse a couple nights ago, and that uh, Om the Delta Omicron mixture. That's that's gone, I think. So, is there a new variant out there now? Yeah, it's called BA two, mm-hmm. and it is a uh, you know it's related to the uh, Omicron variant, but it's BA two. It's uh, infectious, but it's not nearly as lethal as these. Uh, these pandemic, uh, you know, uh, uh, viruses go. They get weaker. They get more uh, transmissible but weaker in order to stay alive. They, they, they're they trying to stay alive. It's amazing of uh, the uh, science behind the whole thing. But it's out there. It's not uh, – it hasn't hit us hard. But, for example, in China, in Shanghai, they've locked down 25 million yeah. people 24-7. So uh, those types of things scare me. I know it's, you know, it's Shanghai, China. But that's where the whole thing started in, in the first place. And yep. then next thing you know, uh, you, can't, uh, you can't go to the store. You can't go out. You can't do anything. But either way, the lockdown thing is over. We know 
from studies, Johns Hopkins, uh, everything. The lockdowns were a disaster. We're not going to repeat that, I hope. But either way, so you have a new Supreme Court justice. And, well, here's the way it sounded. Kamala Harris, uh, you know, counting the numbers when she was actually, uh, well, when she reached uh, 50 votes. 41 is the cut. Play it, Lil, please. The A's are 53, the nays are 47, and this nomination is confirmed. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Do you have goose pimples? Uh, not really. No. no, not at all. Three you Republicans got... I know voted that way, and I'm going to guess. I don't know this. I'm going to guess. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mitt Romney, uh, Murkowski, and Collins. Exactly right. Yeah. Three Republicans. It was a disgrace that they did because here's the thing with Mitt Romney, for example. A year ago, he voted against her for, for the Court of Appeals. Voted against her. And he didn't even know how lenient she was with uh, these pedophiles. I mean, the, what is with the Democrats and pedophiles? This, uh, this, uh, with this, you know, Parental Rights Act, they want group. They want to groom kids in uh, lower grades and all grades, as a matter of fact. But this, her, her position on pedophiles is consistent with their with their position because this is pedophilia. This, this grooming, this uh, sexualization of kids, or even having uh, you know transgender teachers validate themselves by trying to get kids to uh, to transition by planting in their heads that they may be, you know, a boy may be a girl or a girl may be a boy. Something sick is going on out there. But anyway, Mitt Romney a year ago voted against KBJ, and uh, this time around knowing all, with all this pedo leniency, he, he voted for her. This guy's crazy. Well, what, did, oh, did, oh, did you explain why that was the case? Yeah, let's listen to uh, his rationale. 14, Lou, please. In the uh, prior confirmation, uh, I was concerned that she was outside the mainstream. Uh, and as a result of our meeting for an hour together and reviewing her uh, testimony before Congress, I became convinced that she's within the mainstream. She's also highly qualified, intelligent, capable person, and I uh, wish her the very best. Hey, Schmuck, what about the, uh, the pedophile stuff? That, that, that was brand new. That was shocking. That was bombshell stuff. Uh, you you met with her for an hour and you you determined she was in the mainstream, uh, apologizing to and uh, giving lenient sentences and cutting short uh, some sentences that were already in place for pedophiles. Uh, that doesn't pass muster whatsoever. This guy is just a complete and total loser, a panderer. He smelled some of the uh, you know he was he was uh, intoxicated with uh, the praise, you know, from the left when they get that uh, when they vote with. with with the left, they get some praise. They love it. You remember Mitt Romney actually marched with the Black Lives Matter? I mean, a pox upon that uh, SOB. He's a rhino. He's even worse than a rhino. He's just he's a traitor is what he is. The usual people, the usual suspects were, you know, nauseatingly gushing over this KBJ, Katanji Brown-Jackson, cut 42, Cory Booker. Uh, get ready. Get your barf bags ready, folks. Go ahead. Play it, Lou. Just finished the vote. Katanji Brown-Jackson has now been confirmed by the Senate to be a justice on the Supreme Court. And I think there are a lot of people who can appreciate this, that <laughs> there is a lot of hurt in this world. There is a lot of private pain and I believe this personal enough of this nonsense. Injury. God. And we live in a nation with acres of ground that's been watered with tears I mean, and sadness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But today is a mountain of joy. Today All right, shut up. That's enough. Can't I can this say. guy go for a sandwich at 2 o'clock in the morning in Chicago on a winter night? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was real, by the way. But. Corey Booker. <laughs> the I mean, worst. He's a liar. 
Uh, there was a guy. Uh, there was a guy. He 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 claimed he met in Newark, and he befriended, and it turned out it was a hoax. It was a lie. I forget what the guy's name was. It was something like corn. It was like a corn pop deal. The guy was a heroin addict. He wrote about it. He p- pretended he was friendly with him, and the guy doesn't exist. It was a complete and total lie. Cory Booker is a total liar, and of course, a schmuck Schumer, our own schmuck Schumer, cut forty three. Madam President, this is one of the great moments of American history. Of At the time not. of our Constitution's ratification, Stop. in most states you had to be a white, male, Protestant landowner mm-hmm. to be considered part of American society. Right. So from the get-go, generations of Americans have sought to establish the United States as a full democracy. We fought a bloody civil war to end slavery. Uh, so I'm begging you to stop. Please, please. No more. And I, I got a please. lot more, believe it or not. Do they realize this is going to uh, go the other way, that, that otherwise people who are not racist and and are uh, you know every you know, cool with everybody having an opportunity that eventually they're going to turn even those people off, even the most rational people who would like to see most people succeed are going to be like enough already. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. They're going to make it worse. Of course, that's what that's what we're experiencing right now. That's why we're looking for, so forward to November of uh, this year. Yeah, people are sick of it. There's a backlash. People like uh, well Booker. It's to, well, kind of to be expected, but. Schumer just just makes me really, really sick because you know he knows better. He's just a complete and total – I don't know how he walks without a spine. I really don't. He's just a, a complete and total loser. Anyway, I got more of that, that type of stuff coming up later in the show. You thought you were pissed off at Jon Stewart before? Mm. <laughs> Wait till you hear some, some more of this stuff that I have. Him, oh, Hillary, no. No. Hillary with Al Sharpton, all that stuff. Now, one more, one more piece of audio I'll play here because I have a little time. Uh, this college freshman, they had this uh, uh, th- th- this seminar at the University of Chicago, David Axelrod, uh, Brian Stelter. Anyway, this college freshman uh, at the University of Chicago called out Stelter, and this went viral, so I'm going to play it right now. It's cut 38. Uh, go ahead, Lou. My question is for Mr. Stelter. You've all spoken extensively about Fox News being a purveyor of disinformation, but CNN is right up there with them. They pushed the Russian collusion hoax. They pushed the Jesse Smollett hoax. They smeared Justice Kavanaugh as a rapist, and they also smeared Nick Sandman as a white supremacist. And yes, they dismissed the Hunter Biden laptop affair as pure Russian disinformation. Uh, With mainstream corporate journalists becoming little more than uh, apologists and cheerleaders for the regime, is it time to finally declare that the canon of journalistic ethics is dead or no longer operative. All the mistakes of the mainstream media and CNN in particular seem to magically all go in one direction. Are we expected to believe that this is all just some sort of random coincidence or is there something else behind it? Too bad. It's time for lunch. (laughs) And that was it. He had no answer, really. Well, it is Uh, time for lunch, you fat bastard. No surprise there. They're still talking about food. Somebody get that kid's name. Make him the uh, head of the RNC or something. Yeah, like he that. was that, great. He was great. That was terrific. And all yep. those things that he uh, listed and the stuff that we talked about prior to that is the reason. Yeah, people are sick of the mainstream media, of the left, of the lies. They see it all goes in, as he put it, magically in one direction. It's so-called mistakes. Uh, no, it's, it's November 22. We're looking forward to it big time. Good for that kid. Understand why that thing went viral. Look, traffic and spray. Eric Adams, by the way, did you hear? Eric Adams is coming up on the Bernie and Sid show at 8 o'clock. Ladies and gentlemen, for real, Mayor Eric Adams, 8 o'clock on the Bernie and Sid show. Traffic and sports, though, is coming up next right now. It is time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. 
Every Saturday night starting at 10, Music Radio 77 WABC presents Saturday Nights with Tony Orlando, presented by Goya. Take it away, Lou. Boy, at the Clive Davis Gala coming up on the 4th, which I will be attending, I can bet they'll be dancing well into the dark, for sure. Celebrating the birthday of Clive Davis. I mean, you know, I don't, I think God has only made more stars than Clive Davis. I mean, truthfully, it's amazing. Like, we've gone from Bruce Springsteen, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Sly and the Family Stone, and now, Billy Joel, stop it, Clive, you're driving me crazy. Another great one. Here he is. This is Sid on Sports. Oh, my goodness! Sponsored by Fearless Boilers on 77 WABC. Quick shout-out to two of my dear friends listening right now down in Boca Raton, Florida, Dana, Rubin, and Antonio. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in every morning on the app to Bernie and Sid right here in New York City. The Mets are on their way to an undefeated season. One down. 161 more to go. Bunch of new Mets came up big last night in their Met debut, including Marcana. Up the middle, base hit for Canna. Around third comes Alonzo. He heads for the plate, and there'll be no throw. Marcana with his first RBI as a Met, and it's 3-0 New York. Gary Cohen on the call, courtesy of SNY. By the way, Pete Alonzo took a fastball to the face. He's okay, though. He'll be the lineup today as Max Scherzer makes his debut for the Mets. The Mets beat the Nationals last night 5-1. to one. Nice start for Tyler McGill in there for the injured Jacob DeGrom. The Mets get the win. The Yankees, they start their season later on today after being rained out yesterday. 1 o'clock in the Bronx against the Red Sox. Garrett Cole on the mound for the Yankees. Nathan Ivaldi will throw the rubber for Boston. The Rangers, man, they are a dangerous team. They shut out the Penguins last night. 3 nothing. a shutout for Shesterkin. Right now, they're right there with Florida. Carolina and Toronto is one of the best teams inside the Eastern Conference. And their best player, Panarin, he lit the lamp last night. Cop across the line. Glove down the outlet pass from Truba. Sets up Panarin. Backhander. Score! Artemi Panarin. Beautifully done. Roots the backhander. Pass Jari. And the Rangers have a 2 nothing lead. There it is. Sam Rosen on the call. Big game for the Brooklyn Nets. Trying to make that seventh seed in the East. Down to the last two games, it wasn't Rosen. That's fine. They'll host the Cavaliers tonight. They've got Indiana on Sunday. And again, Tiger Woods shot a 71 yesterday. One under. He's four strokes back. Day two of the Masters. Sports brought to you by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Check them out today and every day. PeerlessBoilers.com. PavilionTankless.com. They do build America's best boilers. Mayor Eric Adams, 805 this morning. I'm Sid. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law. Personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at info at gobblelaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. With sports.
off of the great Born in the USA album. I did say album. Cover me at 6.43 on your Friday morning here in New York City. Welcome back to Bernie and Sid in the morning. So my daughter Ava turned 18 yesterday. Gabby Lopez, congratulations. Chad's beautiful daughter. She turned 22. And also a happy birthday to the twins combination. The former New York Giants star now does Middays with Brandon Tierney on WFAN and is also, believe it or not, uh, on the Real Housewives of New Jersey with his wife, Tracy, the great Tiki Barber, and his brother, Rondé, celebrated a birthday yesterday. But the whole idea, Bernie, was that we were going to take Ava out for dinner on her birthday last night, and today she was going to fly to Florida with her boyfriend, Toby, who's staying by me, spend one week in Florida, and then go to Toby's parents' palatial mansion, where Ava has stayed before, and I mean that, palatial, in Charleston, South Carolina for a week. So a two-week vacation between Florida and South Carolina. Dinner at Michael's last night. It was all set to go. And then what happened? The rain happened. And believe it or not, not only did they postpone the Yankee game two days ago, but they canceled my daughter's flight. And I guess all the flights from yesterday are flying out today. And Ava's flight goes from Friday morning to now Saturday night. So we're having dinner at Michael's tonight for the birthday. But how about that? The rain was that bad last night. They canceled flights all day. And now she goes, instead of going out of Kennedy, which is down the block from my new house, now she's going out of Newark. I mean, the rain really effed me up, Bernie. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, effed a lot of people up. Uh, Starting on Saturday. Saturday was just a disaster. It it hasn't stopped. It's the same storm coming coming up from the south that affected a lot, a lot of people. That and also... I mean, pilot shortages. I mean, you throw it all in together, and it's just, you know, as Bill O'Reilly, I told you he was live tweeting over the weekend about his his effort to get to the Caribbean on vacation and how he's going to file a class action lawsuit against a couple of airlines. <laughs> but, but it's been really bad all week long, starting on uh, Saturday with traveling and the weather. And uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm ever going to fly again. I just I can't go through that stuff. Well, listen, it's just it's, it's it, brutal. It, it doesn't always happen. Again, you, I've flown quite a bit. You know that Hawaii, Florida, Los Angeles to shoot a movie. I had really one horrible experience, and that was during Christmas. That was horrible. Otherwise, not all that bad. I mean, the mask thing I can't stand. By the way, yesterday was the first time that I did not put my mask on on the ferry, and nobody said a word to me. Now, it was pouring, and people were kind of just running into the ferry and sitting down. But usually, when they actually uh, take my ticket, which is many feet from the entrance of the ferry, they start bitching about the mask right there. And then when they get on the boat, they're like, where's your mask? Nobody said a word to me yesterday, and I did not put my mask on for my 45-minute trip home. So maybe well, that's know, if, good news. If, if, that is, but if these mutts down in the D.C. and the, the, the idiocracy that runs this country, they're going to end this uh, Title 42 uh, which enabled the border agents to turn you know, these uh, these illegals around because of COVID. If they're going to end that on May 23rd, they have to end the mask mandates on uh, planes and everything else. That, Agreed. They're it, 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 essentially signaling the pandemic is over. Why is it over for illegals, but it's not over for people who fly on planes or ride ferries? I mean, they can't have it both ways. They can't. But... Uh, Anyway, I'm glad to hear that you did that. Uh, we'll see if that was just an oversight from one day or if this is going to be a consistent thing. Uh, somebody may go to somebody else, one of the, uh, you know, uh, one of the captains or the uh, sailors. <laughs> 
tell them, say, listen, this guy every day. I see him. <laughs> yeah, and then they, they're going to throw you. Sid Rosenberg with Bernie. They don't wear masks. They hate us. They're going to Leon Klinghoff your ass <laughs> off the ferry on your way to work. Oh, that's funny. That is a great reference. That is brilliant, Bernard McGurk. I love that. Well, well, we'll I wouldn't what, want it to happen. That was funny. We'll see what happens today because on Fridays I stay in the city. Kind of a pain in the ass, but uh, my son Gabriel gets out of school early on Fridays at 2.30. So my wife has been leaving Great Neck early every day to pick him up. Drives him into the city every morning and then goes to Great Neck and then picks him up every afternoon. It's really tough on Danielle. So on Fridays, he gets out at 2.30. So I go to the gym. I go to a decent place for lunch. You know, maybe I'll go for a tan. I do something to keep myself busy until he gets out to take him home. So uh, we'll see what happens with me and Gabriel because he hates wearing the mask too. Hates it. So we're going to try at least, me and my son, to walk on the ferry without a mask today. We'll see what happens. Well, maybe the weather will be uh, such that you can. So we, you can stay out on the deck if you want. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's going to be nicer today. Yeah. Outside, you don't have to wear a mask. That's a good point. Now, one of the things that people identify Bernie and Sid with um, is the, the love we've got for the cops. You know, we, Lou Spagnola, dear, dear friend, uh, came on, of course, the day that we celebrated police, and he talked about it. He's in Patterson, New Jersey, but so many guys, those two guys from Brooklyn, so many cops here in the city, they're always talking about how much Bernie and Sid love the cops. And you and I, Bernie, have received a couple of awards the last couple of years, and deservedly so, maybe none more prestigious than the Teddy Atlas Award that he gives out every year. And that was a journalism award that you and I got a couple years ago. Well, now... Seems like we've done it again, and this one is really nice. I know you know about this through Curtis Slew, but I got a call last night late from Rita Cosby, and it uh, turns out that Rita won this award years ago, but somebody contacted her and said, as you know, I'm a member of the executive board of the New York State Shields, a law enforcement fraternal organization made up of members of the NYPD and other police departments in the New York City area. The primary purpose of the group is to honor and support the families of members of law enforcement who have fallen in the line of duty. These folks have been trying to contact uh, me and you now for quite some time, he says. The 30th annual New York State Shields Memorial Breakfast will take place Sunday, May the 1st at Villa Barone Manor in uh, Throgsneck. Long story short, you and I uh, are getting this award. I'll go with Danielle. Obviously, you're not going to be able to go, but uh, you'll be there in spirit. But we've won this award It is a huge honor, and especially, Bernie, when the police recognize our love for them, which we do talk about cops every day, got to make it feel like a million bucks. Yeah, I know. That is a a high honor, and I'm humbled by it. Uh, Yeah, we've been with the cops since before the George Floyd incident, uh, since during it and afterwards. Every single stinking day, uh, we've been supporting the cops against these rats, these mutts, these cowards. Who just took a knee and uh, you know caved when when the chips were down? We were there for the police and uh, always will be because the police police work is a noble profession. The vast majority of policemen uh, they they go get up, put on the every day to try to help people. That's right. They, they want to get home at night. That's, that's what right. they want to do. That's right. Not going out there looking to do harm to anybody. That's the bottom line. And we realize that on a daily basis, despite this this. The vitriol, the poison you hear spewed from the fake news, from these leftist Democrats, from uh, cowards like Mitt Romney, uh, Rob Manfred, uh, 
Uh, the guy who runs the uh, the NFL, what the hell's his name? Oh, Roger Goodell. Oh, the one of the uh, worst. You, you could include the NBA commissioner, David Silver, and maybe yeah. the, the worst of all of it. Uh, and by the way, the, the gentleman's name is George Molay. George Molay, the guy that runs this, uh, the cop that runs this big breakfast, is Colin Kaepernick. It all started right there, and I wasn't even here yet. I think I was still down in Miami, and I blasted that son of a bitch. And it turns out that just last week, he was back at it again, somewhere in Michigan, I think. Actually, in, um, in Ann Arbor, in Michigan, trying out for NFL teams. Hey, Colin, no one is going to sign you. You know why? Whether you can play or not, you're a cancer. You're a bad guy. You're a liar. You're a racist. You're divisive. No one is going to sign you. I don't care if you're Johnny Unitas reborn. Go home, take your ball, and leave us all alone. Yeah, it's over, man. You had your 15 minutes. And, uh, uh, yeah, Colin Ka- By the way, didn't he say the NFL was a plantation? Uh, yes. Well, he's not, why, why, he's not why, the only one. LeBron James but, but, said that about the NBA, too. But then why would he want to work in, in, in a plantation? Why is he trying to, uh, you know, get back into the plantation? Yeah, exactly. Did it change or yeah. something? What, it's, uh, overnight, did the NFL change? It's no longer a plantation? And, and you know, I haven't it, heard him say that. It's funny, too, because going back to my prior career as a sports guy, and uh, I covered that Super Bowl in New Orleans uh, not that long ago with C-Mac and Langell when I was doing the morning show. And the San Francisco 49ers took on the Baltimore Ravens. And, of course, we know that Joe Flacco and the Ravens won the Super Bowl. Colin Kaepernick had a great game. He really did. He replaced Alex Smith out in San Francisco. Jim Harbaugh was a guy that uh, let him do it. That's why I guess he worked out at Michigan this week because Harbaugh is still the coach there. And uh, I was actually rooting for Kaepernick. I really was. Uh, I bet the 49ers that day. I liked what I saw out of Colin on the football field. And I was rooting for the kid. I mean, so I didn't always hate Colin Kaepernick. I even liked him in college. I watched his games at Nevada. So I was a guy that appreciated his talent and really thought he was one of the better up-and-coming quarterbacks in the National Football League. When I followed that stuff very, very, very closely, now I hate his guts. Strong word. I get it. Hate. Strong word. Hate his guts. What he has done to this country is absolutely unacceptable. Yeah, no, listen, I was with you. Uh, that said, when he was with San Francisco, they went to the Super Bowl, as I recall. Yeah, and he had a chance to win. He played a right. good game. And he had the same type of skills as that kid Mahomes on his feet, you know, all that, all, all those things. He had them. And I remember thinking the same thing. Yeah, this kid is good. He's fun to watch. And then, uh, yeah, it all fell apart. He, uh, his girlfriend got in his ear or something like that. Yes, poison. yes. And, and then the, he, the, the he, original Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> uh, that's right. That's exactly right. And, yeah, he, he started all that. But, uh, again, it's, it's, it's not necessarily people like him. Who's, he's a piece of garbage, POS. Uh, it's the, the people who should know better, that who, who pander to guys like ignorant guys like him. Again, like Roger Goodell, uh, uh, people who should know better, but yet say, "Oh yeah, you're right." They take a knee to him, and uh, and then uh, you know cave and uh, bend their policies towards what he wants. Uh, and those are the people that sicken me most. And uh, but not you and I. We stood up for the cops all the way yep. when it wasn't fashionable, and will always do so. So um, it's a great honor. Uh, I thank those people very much for it. Once again, George Molay, the executive board of the New York State Shields, which once again is a law enforcement fraternal organization made up of members of the NYPD and other police departments that honor cops. And I say this all the time, and I mean this. Uh, what you do is courageous. Now, look, you don't have a choice, right? I mean, you were diagnosed with cancer. You're not just going to die. So, uh, But the fact that you, you go for these treatments and you come back and you get on the air, Bernie, and you don't miss a beat, and you're enthusiastic and prepared and great. I mean, really great. It's really uh, 
something unbelievable to watch. And I, I really do believe that when it comes to courage and bravery, you're at the very top of the list. But those words are also the same words I would use for cops. You know, you say cops don't go out every day and try to hurt people. They don't. Maybe Derek Chauvin did Minnesota. I don't know. Uh, but the fact that on any given day they can kiss Danielle or Carol in the morning and not get home that night, if that's not bravery, if that's not courage at the very top of the list, I don't know what is. What is? No, no nothing else is uh, if that's not it. Uh, yeah, and they're, they're the, the fine line, the thin blue line that separates uh, us from c- civilization, from anarchy. They're all we have. That's it. You, 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 you turn your back on them, turn your backs on them. And it's over in this society. We don't have anything. You, you can't pick up a phone. You got somebody banging at your door. Uh, I mean, you can't pick up a phone and call the police. I mean, there's no society. So they're, they're the saviors of society. And what happened in the past couple of years was just mind-bogglingly stupid and, and disgusting, depraved, and sickening. Uh, anyway, I think it's over. I hope it's over. I'm, sure, I'm pretty, pretty sure it is over. And uh, we're going to look at uh, November 22 as the moment this country turned around in a lot of ways and towards uh, the, way we, the way we regard the police in this country. I believe wholeheartedly November 22 is going to be that day, th- that month. I agree. That was a great hour number one, folks. <laughs> Fasten your seatbelts. The next three hours going to be terrific once again. The first female on a Major League Baseball team, our very own Staten Island Ferry Hawks. This is a, uh, a lady who's a really good ball player. Kelsey Whitmore will join us at 9 o'clock. And Sports Illustrated, this is a huge deal, running a long, big story today about Kelsey. She'll join me and Bernie coming up at 9.05. History in the making here on Staten Island and right here at WABC. The naughty gossip columnist Rob Shooter coming up at 8.40. And, of course, the one we've all been waiting for, me, Bernie, all you guys. It's going to happen at 8 o'clock this morning. Mayor Eric Adams. Finally, on the hot seat with Bernie and Sid. We are New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 77. WBC. Don't quit your day job, bro. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Hey, listen, we're heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. Download it, folks. You won't regret it. Also out on Eastern Long Island News Talk 107.1 FM. We're going to speak to Eric Adams on the Bernie and Sid Show. Mayor Eric Adams in one hour right here again on the Bernie and Sid Show on 77 WABC. Uh, Don't change that dial, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Friday. It's uh, going to be a nice day, actually. The rains have uh, ceased. 
Uh, the the flooding is still, well, you know, hurting people, but uh, it's going to dry up. Take it easy. It'll get better. It's going to be nicer, and uh, you got a lot to look forward to. You got the Mets tonight. You got the uh, Tiger Woods still in the Masters. And uh, you got you the got, Yankees. Yankees. You got the Yankees. That's yeah. right. Yankees oh, and that's, Red Sox in the Bronx. Yeah, that's what we could watch instead of uh, going to this woke streaming service. Which, by the way, uh, the, it's the same service that employs John Stewart. That's that's it's all, it's all you need to know. So you have to buy into John Stewart's streaming service in order to get the Mets. See, I never if you, liked if him. you can figure it out. I never liked him. I, I know, again, I'm the first to give him credit. Always the job he did with Peter King, getting all that money. For the folks who worked uh, on the wreckage of 9-11, he did, he did a good job. I, whatever, he did a good job. But I never liked him, and I always say this. If you work at Comedy Central, whether it's him or it's uh, Trevor Noah or it's uh, Stephen Colbert, I think part of the deal is you have to hate America. And I'm convinced that Jon Stewart is one of those guys. So all this stuff you played this week, none of it. I know you met him in the green room. We thought he was nice. I never liked the guy. Never liked him. Well, f- with good reason. because, And, uh, by the way, it's funny you should bring that up because – uh, this hour later, I have much more uh, w- regarding John Stewart and others. Uh-oh. Hillary Clinton was up at Al Sharpton's uh, nightclub up in Harlem, kissing his ass and bashing America big time. You know who was I there mean, two days ago? No, who? Eric Adams. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he he goes up there a lot. Apparently, the cigars are really nice up there. <laughs> uh, but uh, either way, that's coming up a little bit later. In the meantime, I'm going to focus on a couple of other things First of all, uh, you talk about fake news uh, regarding this war, and, and I've said it before, don't believe anything you hear on the news. Do not believe it. They're lying. They're, they're misrepresenting. And that goes for uh, you know either side. That goes for uh, what's happening in Russia or in the Ukraine, anywhere. Wherever the news is coming from, the fog of war, you can't believe it. Here's a, an NBC intelligence analyst. Listen to him. Actually uh, admitting yeah, this, we put out fake news for your own good. We kind of knew it was fake news, but it was for your own good. Cut one loop, please. Now we're in the middle of the war, and the U.S. has been releasing intelligence. And sometimes it's not always based on the most high-confidence reporting. For example, huh? um, the United <laughs> States made public that they believe there were indications that Russia may be poised to use chemical agents in Ukraine. Now, that hasn't come to pass. And officials told us that one of the reasons for making that public was in part to deter it. Uh, in another case, they talked about uh, Russia going to China to ask for military help. There's no indication that that is happened either but that was a way of warning the chinese believe this? not to do yes it. of course i believe was, it it's a way of warning the chinese not to do it we put out this fake news but uh it's a, it's a relax it was for a good cause this is soviet russia type stuff this is cuba type stuff right this is unbelievable i mean and again uh, i talked about the, the you know they dis- dismiss and discount what putin says about the denazification of the ukraine and putin should have his throat slit and it doesn't mean that even if there are Nazis in the Ukraine, that the Russians are, that they aren't doing anything wrong. They're doing everything wrong. They're, they're barbarians. They are genocidal uh, barbarians is what they are. But there are Nazis in the Ukraine. There are Nazis. They, 20, 20% of their National Guard is made up of this uh, uh, Azov battalion, which has uh, uh, 20% of them are full-fledged freaking Nazis, and they won't tell you that on the stupid fake news. So anyway, I just thought I'd point that out. Well, the latest story, though, coming out of the war today is that the Russians, knowing full well, knowing full well there were folks 
men, women, children, evacuees at this train station still bombed it, at least 30 dead, hundreds more injured. You think that's a true story or no? No, I don't, I don't say – I'm not saying these are not true stories. I'm okay. just saying be skeptical when you hear of uh, – you know, chemical uh, uh, plants or whatever, chemical weapons being made here, there, whatever. Just be skeptical. That's all I'm saying. Put your antenna up. Don't believe it, especially when it comes to uh, war, because you have a lot of these reporters, these a lot of these fake news people. And yesterday at the briefings, uh, they they're 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 trying to get us into war. You, you should hear some of the questions they asked Saki. Maybe I'll play them later on. I don't have time right now, but. Uh, they're itching for war, and I would say to these fake news reporters, like uh, NBC News's uh, Peter Alexander, you know what? Quit your job, go over to the Ukraine, and join their defense forces, join their army. They're looking for people. Go over there if you're so gung ho, and stop, uh, you know, stop pushing this country, stop trying to embarrass the this uh, imbecilic administration into war because that's what they're doing. Uh, anyway, speaking of this imbecilic uh, administration, told you yesterday, Greg Abbott. The governor of Texas, he's going to bus illegals to uh, Washington, D.C., so he said. And, uh, of course, Governor uh, DeSantis said he's going to do the same, bus him to D.C. and to Delaware, which I thought was a clever thing to do. Uh, Dan Crenshaw, he's a congressman from Texas as well, he pushed it a little further. Cut 36, Lou, please. Now, he says he's going to send them to the U.S. Capitol. I would kindly ask the governor to also consider sending them to Kamala Harris's house. Kamala Harris has forgotten she's the border czar. So maybe if you put some busloads of illegal immigrants right in her backyard, I mean, there is a wall there, so they're going to have to figure that out. But put them there so she can finally start paying attention to this crisis at our border. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, leave her alone. Come on. She's signing an anti-lynching bill. She's excited. Katanya Jackson-Brown is now a, a Supreme Court justice. She got a chance to make out Barack Obama a couple of days ago. Leave make her out. alone. Make out. Maybe more. Who they knows? Were, they were very, very Oh, friendly. he banged her in the Lincoln bedroom. You can I guarantee oh, come you on. that. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but it, as it turns out, the, uh, the busing to D.C., maybe, uh, uh, maybe we jumped the gun a little bit. It might not be legal. Governor Abbott clarified yesterday. Cut 17, Lou. Joe Biden has refused to come to the border to see the chaos that he has created by his open border policies. So we're going to take the border to him. With regard to uh, the, the voluntary component of it, understand this. Uh, and that is, uh, uh, Dana, if I were to go to Washington, D.C., uh, and, and take you and put you on a bus and take you down to the Rio Grande Valley, that would be kidnapping. Same thing applies to uh, anybody who refuses uh, to get onto a bus. That would be kidnapping, even though it would be by a law enforcement agency. So there are laws that have to be followed in this process. So it's not as, as good. It's not as clean as we thought. It has to be voluntary. Uh, so people, the advocates, will be telling the illegals, do not get on that bus. So it's not going to happen en masse. Uh, so it was a one-day fantasy uh, but it was clearly a kind of political stunt, I must admit, even though I liked it a lot. And I like Governor Abbott and I like Dan Crenshaw it, and I like DeSantis as well. But uh, those things are really not going to happen. It was more PR than anything else. Regarding the smartphones that were giving illegals, uh, this uh, Peppermint Patty Punk, uh, Jen Psaki, she explained why they're giving them cell phones. Cut 19. We need to take steps to ensure that we know where individuals are and we can track in and we can check in with them. The alternatives to detention program is, is what we utilize as three unique forms of technology to monitor participants enrolled in the program. Any concern by folks around here that these migrants will take the phones and just toss them? 
And then, do you have a record of people throwing phones away? I'm just asking if that's a concern. Uh, our concern is ensuring that individuals who uh, irregularly migrate to the United States uh, proceed through uh, our process of, uh, uh, you know, of course, being monitored, but also All right, shut her participating. Up, so whenever you answer a question with a question, that means you don't have an answer. Right. And yes, of course, if they know they're going to be monitored, they will be told by their advocates that they will be monitored. They will throw them away, of course. So it's not a good alternative to uh, to detention whatsoever. Plus, but they may not throw them away because uh, they'll have access to porn on their cell phones, their smartphones. I know. I mean, this is uh, this is the most ridiculous, stupid thing: giving illegals cell phones. I mean, give me a break. It's, it's beyond stupid. It's it's almost like uh, the incentive program we had here in New York when uh, folks weren't showing up to court. We give them tickets to Yankee games and uh, dinners at Empire Steakhouse. When does uh, Jen Psaki start at MSNBC, and what no time idea. slot is she getting? I don't know. I have no clue. I'll, I'll get back to you when I know. But uh, okay. in the meantime, she's still employed gainfully by the White House. Now, just one other—not one other thing. I have many other things, but uh, there were big protests outside the Disney headquarters against Disney's uh, slide towards, uh, you know, embracing pedophilia, grooming kids in schools uh, regarding sexuality. Big time protest. And by the way, a lot of Disney employees have been arrested over the years for engaging in pedophilia. A lot. A lot of them. Uh, again, pedophiles, uh, they flock to uh, professions where there are kids. Uh, look at the priesthood. Look at teachers. Look at the Boy Scouts. Disney is no different. Uh, and yesterday, uh, this congresswoman, Lauren Boebert, she actually uh, grilled the DHS Secretary Basera. This guy this is a complete and total over-in-his-head loser, Becerra, on whether or not uh, Biden was sincere in that he's going to use taxpayer dollars to fund uh, minors, kids in schools, getting their wieners whacked off, getting mastectomies, taking puberty blockers. This is cut 30. Bobert, Congressman Bobert, to Secretary Becerra. Please play it, Lou. For the record, you favor HHS's funding being able for to, for sex reassignment, for surgeries on minors. I will do everything I can to defend any American, including children, whether or not they fit the categories you have mentioned or not. And if they talk about gender-affirming care, I am there to protect the rights of any American. He didn't say no. You believe no, this? No, he didn't say no. This no. is unbelievable. Yeah. So, she should, uh, by the way, Lauren Bulbert, if, if you guys don't remember, she is the gun-toting hottie out of uh, the state of Colorado. She should have pulled a gun right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, if, if there was ever a time. Uh, listen, uh, it, 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 lest you think this grooming stuff with uh, among teachers is not occurring, listen to this assistant principal in Burlington, Vermont. She's an assistant principal, a transgender, and just listen to her talk. I don't know if it's he, her, whatever, the which what way she transitioned or he transitioned. Cut 27, Lou. Uh, I personally identify both as gender nonconforming and gender non-binary what? in that I do not feel just female or male, but I feel uh, a mix of, of that within myself. As an assistant principal who identifies this way, uh, students come talk to me about being transgender all the time. So they come talk uh, to her. I shut I, up. They come talk to her, and she tries to influence them. She of course. Grooms, she grooms them. To validate her existence. It is disgusting. It is sick. Remember the old Dominion professor? He flat out, he came out and he said, pedophilia, 
it's not so bad. Let's, in, in fact, let's lose the word pedophile and call them minor attracted persons. Cut 29, Lou. I use the term minor attracted person or MAP uh, in the title and throughout the book for multiple reasons. It's less stigmatizing than other terms like pedophile. Using a term that communicates who someone is attracted to it doesn't indicate anything about the morality of that attraction. Uh, you believe that? In the last yeah, one, she the was not as... the only one. There was a guy who said the same thing. Yeah, he basically were... said, if you want to think about sex with children, that should not be uh, a crime. You know, if you right. commit the crime, that's one thing. But if you think about it, that shouldn't be an issue. Oh, really? The point <laughs> I'm trying to make is me? that it's, this, this grooming is real. That's one of the point I'm trying to make. Just one last one from the assistant principal in Burlington engaging, actually engaging these kids, actually grooming them on tape. Cut 33. I'm going to open the door for our student panelists to weigh in here. I feel respected with my gender, but I definitely think that we should talk about it more outside and like more throughout different classes during the day. I'm in middle school and I have a younger sibling in fourth grade and not 100% sure what their pronouns are. So there you have it, folks. It's real. This grooming is real. The Florida Parental Rights Act is it, it, totally necessary. We needed it in every single state, and it should not be limited to the third grade. It should go up to 12. These people like that assistant principal should be arrested and charged with, uh, with child predation or something like that. Agreed. Anyway, it's disgusting. On the Bernie and Sid Show, Eric Adams is coming up at 8 o'clock. The number is 1-800-848-9222. We'll be right back. Sometimes when this place gets kind of empty sound of their breath fades with the light I think about the loveless fascination Under the Milky Way tonight Who knew? Another Lou Rufino favorite, The Church, under the Milky Way at 725 on your Friday morning. Eric, Eric Adams set to join us in about 35 minutes. He's actually on New York One right now, and he's talking about his first 100 days in office. That's why he's coming on with me and Bernie today. He's finally decided to make the leap and come on the number one news talk radio show in New York. And he's talking specifically about his first 100 days, which, for the most part, have been a disaster. He'll join us coming up at 8.05. Naughty gossip columnist Rob Shooter. He'll be here at 8.40. And then the first ever female major, excuse me, professional baseball player on our very own Staten Island Berry Hawks. Big story about her today in Sports Illustrated. Kelsey Whitmore will join us live coming up at 9.05. So last night, Bertie, your ears must have been ringing. Tell you why. So we uh, we went to Carvel yesterday, Danielle and me, and bought my lovely daughter Ava a birthday cake and sang happy birthday and all that good stuff. My daughter Ava turned eighteen yesterday; it was great. And uh, her boyfriend is in town. You know, uh, Toby. You know about Toby Byrne, of course. Yeah, good kid, nice kid uh, out of England, out of Wimbledon, and absolutely. Yes, yes. he's got to be a quality kid if Ava likes him. Uh, thank you for saying that. He is. He's a good kid. His parents are nice people. 
uh, Wimbledon they live, and uh, there's a good chance, if not a very good chance, my daughter will go to London, uh, specifically Bristol, and go to college. But anyway, so we, for some reason, the Irish came up with Toby. And again, this is a very, very sweet, level-headed kid. Uh, doesn't uh, yell and scream too much about, especially political stuff that I've heard him at least. And uh, the Irish came up, and he went nuts. I said, wait a second. First of all, you're all of like 18 years old. Not like you were around for the really vicious days, the IRA, the English versus the Irish. And um, I said, where is all this hatred for the Irish coming from? I said, does that still exist in a big way in England? And he said, you betcha it does. Here's a kid. He's like a college kid who was, um, and he loves you, of course, and his parents listen to you and I every day, believe it or not, from London, uh, Andrew and uh, Lara. But he was telling me that there is still a very healthy amount of hate for the Irish from the English. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, the wounds are still sort of raw, but I, I think it's all been, for the most part, smoothed over. Look, people like my dad, I mean, if I wore, I used to wear Reebok, and it had a little, uh, you know, a little <laughs> British flag on it, yeah. and he would freak out. Uh, but uh, By the way, I brought your father up last night, and I said, and Bernie's father who is the sweetest, nicest little old man you ever met. He can't wait for the queen to die. <laughs> well, he, he, listen, he's, he's not crazy. He loves Stuart Varney, for example, who's on Fox Business. He's a British guy. So he's not totally off the wall. But, I mean, the, the, the wounds from what they call the troubles from, you know, Ireland, six counties in Ireland still belong to England. Right. And uh, the Irish wanted him back. And me, Peter King and I talked about it. Uh, during uh, on St. Patrick's Day, during that hour we uh, we hosted from twelve to one. Right, but uh, that, that people still you know, those are Irish counties. So, but but for the most part, the wounds of uh, they are raw, but uh, they're closing and they're healing. Uh, so I, I'm kind of surprised to hear that. Yeah. A, young, a kid as young as that. Yes. And by the way, the reason why is because the Irish engaged in terrorism against the British to kick their asses out. And by the way, I'll point out. Before you say, uh, or before anybody says, well, yeah, understandable. The Israelis engaged in terrorism against the British in 1948. Menachem Begin, uh, Begin, he blew up the King David Hotel. Yes, he did. He, he killed civilians. He killed the British. His target was the British. That's true. But uh, look, so so that's that's why he was. Now, it, some of the terrorism was horrible. It was terrible. And so I can understand why they would be angry. But the, on the flip side of it, you know, one man's a freedom fighter is another man's terrorist. You got to do Remember what you got to do, basically. You got to do what you got to do, well, okay? You, Get over you know, it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you want to throw a, a, a major military power out of your country and you don't have, a, you know, a standard-type army. You, you got to engage in that type of stuff that's been going on for centuries. And so, yeah. yep. so anyway, that's the source of the wound, source of the anger, the passion, the hatred. But it sounds to me, and I guess Sunday Bloody Sunday, one of the great uh, U2 Bono songs, is all about that. It sounds to me like if any group should be angry about what happened over the years, it should be the Irish, exactly not the English. Exactly right. You're, you're 100% right. Now, this kid is the product of... Uh, you know, he, of what he hears, what he's been taught. Right. Uh, does he realize that what the English did during the uh, famine? They let the Irish starve. They took all their livestock. Took the, They owned all the land. They took all the livestock. And then the Irish w w were left to subsist on potatoes. And <laughs> well, there you go. Really, on nothing. And then they, <laughs> then they had a horrible, horrible crop for years on, on end yeah. in the 1840s. 
and the British d- decided not to send food, not to help them out. Bastards. They were like, these, the, the, the Irish are scum. Let them die. Yeah. That happened in the 1840s. The famine was very, very real. The suffering was off the charts. And uh, I don't know if he's familiar with that. No, he, he is. I'm sure he is. He, again, he's a very sensitive, nice kid. Now, Luke Lograno, I want to ask you this because, quite frankly, you're not all that bright. Uh, I think most people, Americans, for example, if you ask them about the United Kingdom, they think that's England. That's it. Uh, that's not true. There are four countries that make up the United Kingdom. Can you name at least three? Great Britain, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland. Wow. Yeah, well, you would, uh, I would go with England. England. Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. Luke was right. No, he did good. He, he went Scotland, Wales, and Northern yes. Ireland, and England. By yes. the way, my, my potential son-in-law, did I just say that? Oh, my God. Uh, my potential son-in-law is actually part Welsh. He's not completely, uh, he's not a complete Brit. He's part Welsh. I think his mother is from Wales, and his father is from England. So um, he, he, that even makes it even more surprising that he hates uh, your father so much, Bernie. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird. But uh, by the way, the Scottish, the Scottish really hate the British. They, they want to secede in the worst way. Yeah. And uh, there may be a, a reunification in the works because uh, England, the Great Britain, or the U.K., I should say, not Great Britain, the U.K. seceded from, uh, from the European Union, but Northern Ireland is still part of it. Uh, some weird dynamic is going on that may facilitate the reunification of the six counties in the north with the Irish, uh, the Free Ireland, as we mm-hmm. call it, mm-hmm. the 26 other counties in the south. I know just a couple of summers ago you went back to Dublin with your son and uh, had a great time. I, I, are you a, a citizen there, too? I don't know uh, if that's true or not with I you. I have uh, natural citizenship because because my parents are Irish citizens, so gotcha. I'm naturally. So have my kids. You have to go to the embassy and apply to get it. Right. But I can get an Irish passport in a matter of, you know, a month or two. So on, a serious, on a serious note. I'm an like, Irish citizen. Uh, technically, I'm an Irish citizen. Gotcha. So on a serious note, like Danielle and I have been to, to Italy. We've been to England. We've been to Par- uh, France. A lot of these are beautiful countries. And everybody keeps saying to me, you got to go to Dublin. Now, I know you're in the bag a little bit here because you are Irish and that is your, your country. But is that true? If you have to visit Dublin at some point. It is the it's so much fun. It's a happy, happy-go-lucky place. Uh, it's beautiful. It's charming. It has this old, you know, this old Ireland feel to it, even though it's a modern city. Yeah, you have to go there, man. You have okay. to check it out. Plus, you have to go to the countryside. Uh, Bill O'Reilly said it on our show, uh, I think, a couple of weeks ago, that uh, Ireland is one of the most charming, friendly yeah. places. Yep. Yep. If you don't do anything else for the rest of your life, he said, go to Ireland he did and experience say that. the Irish people. He did. Uh, what is the joke again about Bono and Jesus? <laughs> What's the difference between Bono and uh, Jesus Christ? What is the difference, Bernie, between Bono and Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ does not walk around Dublin thinking he's God. <laughs> I believe that's how the joke That is goes. a brilliant yeah. joke. All right, listen, folks, you've got uh, really an unbelievable two and a half hours about to come your way. Again, Kelsey Whitmore, first female professional baseball player on our very own Staten Island Ferry Hawks. She'll be here at 9. The very entertaining, in fact, it may be the most entertaining segment of the week, naughty gossip columnist Rob Shooter, his regular slot coming up at 8.40 and here at 8.05 to talk about his first 100 days in office as mayor, our old friend, 
Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno, he's your numero uno. Eric Adams. Yeah, 8 o'clock, baby. Eric Adams. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Is it getting better? Do you feel the same? Make it easier on you now. You got someone to blame. You say one love, one life, one life, one need. And I you are such a phony Bernardi. You hurt my feelings. You know that. Don't interrupt, Mary. You don't care. God, you're such a phony. Listen to this, man. Come on. Groove to it. Groove to it, baby. Yeah, Come on, fine. Mary. Take it away. Did I disappoint you? Yeah, you are right now. Back here on the Bernie and Sid show. We can't listen to the whole song, but uh, that was terrific, Lou. You too. The Irish. Uh, yeah, Bloody Sunday. You, you damn right we're angry. Well, I will say uh, this. So what's the problem uh, here, sir? That, that is a great song, and I'll be the first to tell you that Mary J. Blige makes that song. It's actually boring, the U2 version. She makes it a Thank great song. Thank you. But, 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 slow down there, tough nuts. Let me remind you, she did share the stage with Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre and Eminem and all these cop-losing lowlives, and is on record in many, many a magazine talking about police specifically hunting down blacks. So while you're... Jiving to this song, and it is great, don't get me wrong, you are a phony. She's ignorant. She, she was very, oh, very talented. she's tal- ignorant, but Colin Kaepernick very is a very talented, but took, yeah. uh, that song, t- took that song to another <laughs> level. Now, listen. <laughs> but, if on, she, on, but, if, but if she wasn't from Yonkers, would you love her that much? Yeah, I don't care with that she's from Yonkers. That doesn't sway my opinion of okay. her. Look, I just love that song. And it I is a great song. what she does to it and for it. Yeah. And I was unaware of all that stuff until you pointed it out Sorry. about a month and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an interrogation for like no, a no, song. No, because it was, <laughs> I mean, the, Jesus it, it, it was a halftime show. And I said, look, and I didn't know anything. And I said, I, I can't imagine that she's not one of them. And Bernie's like, well, she's not. And then we put our crack research team to work. And it turns out she is. So. She's a born-again Christian who's been brainwashed by the fake news media, the Democrats, and uh, she, she, doesn't, she, she, she believes the phony uh, you know, the narrative about cops, and it's not true. She just doesn't know. She's, stu- she's not stupid. She's ignorant, okay. but she's talented and uh, whatever. I, I de- decry all that uh, anti-cop <laughs> stuff. And uh, yes, I, you I, I condemn all of it. So listen. Well, obviously, me, that's uh, why we're getting this uh, magnificent award you and I are getting that first Saturday in May from that uh, great police fraternal order. So clearly, you and I don't have to uh, go out of our way to, to talk about how much we support the police. No, and she's not one. Of, she's not as vicious as some of these other creeps uh, you see online. These uh, 
keyboard warriors, washed-up keyboard warriors, washed-up talent. But let me just move on here because I'm going to get to uh, some real real cop haters and some disgusting people. Uh, anyway, in the meantime, I just want to play this. Uh, we remember the Trump phone logs, six-hour, seven-hour gap in the Trump phone logs? They were hyperventilating in, in the uh, fake news. They well, thought, that was from January 6th, right? Yeah, right. The January 6th committee put that out, and the fake news ran with it, and they, they were giddy about it. And you'll hear in this montage, you know, I think you'll hear worse than Watergate, for example. Anyway, just play this. I just want to remind people, because when, the, uh, when it cl- was cleared up, they didn't report on the fact that, never mind, there are no missing, uh, there's no gap in the Trump phone logs. Listen to this a montage when they were hyperventilating. Cut 37, Lou, please. Stunning new reporting. Explosive new reporting. Bombshell discovery. About the January 6th committee's investigation into a seven-hour, 37-minute gap. Seven hours of missing phone records. Gaps in call logs. That big uh, call log gap. 457-minute gap. A seven-hour, 37-minute gap. Seven-hour and 37-minute gap. Former Watergate prosecutor Jill Weinbanks has seen missing White House records before, but the January 6th call logs tell her about the plot to overturn an election. Carl Bernstein has been outspoken in saying that Trump's attempted coup is, in fact, worse than Watergate. The committee is looking at the possibility of Donald Trump, president of the United States, on the day of the insurrection, using burner phones. There are questions right now about if there was a burner phone. John Bolton told CBS that he heard Trump use the term burner phones several times. References to burner phones. This is just based on what we know, what wasn't (laughs) hidden, what was not tampered with or deleted. Losers. Now, so listen, so if Mary J. Blige was watching all of that coverage, and she then she she went to uh, write some music or record some songs, she still thinks that there is a seven-hour gap in the Trump phone log, Uh, that that, uh, Trump is guilty uh, of insurrection on January 6th. That's how this ignorance is perpetuated. Uh, listen, I agree. And we know, of course, the definition of insurrection. It was not an insurrection. A lot of those same people that compared to Watergate, some of those same people have said, folks, they've said it was worse than 9-11, with 3,000 people died on our soil that day. So I get it. And you're right. Unfortunately, outside of this show and maybe one or two TV shows, people are watching nonsense, listening to nonsense, including Howard, and they don't know anything. You're right. The, no. the, the, the ignorance issue in this country is a huge problem. And that kid from the University of Chicago, maybe I'll play it at the end of the segment if I have time, he called him out. He called Brian Stelter out on it. It went viral. But I just thought I'd play that as an example of why people are so ignorant. People like Mary J. Blige because of the fake news media, the dishonest, corrupt, biased media. Listen to John Stewart on his podcast. Right. We played some clips last week. He's uh, he's he's it's this guilty white f- liberal who doesn't appreciate this country whatsoever. A panderer uh, in the worst of the worst kind. John Stewart, cut six, Lou, please. The literal interpretation of the American dream is that is it doesn't matter where you were born or how you were born or who you are. That in this country you can rise up and go beyond that, and it turns out to be a fallacy. There has really? always been a redistribution of power to the white elite. The, the American dream is a fallacy. Right. So if you get up and wake up every morning with a good attitude and work your ass off, he says you can't make it. Mm. And I say that's crap. Uh, in fact, uh, not there's uh, the medium household income. Uh, I saw Jesse Waters put this up last night. Whites are like in the middle. 
you have uh, you have Japanese, you have Chinese, you have uh, Indonesians, you have Sri Lankans, Pakistanis. They make more money, uh, household income, uh, uh, the median household income, than white people. Non-white people do it, and they, they come here oftentimes. They're impoverished. They don't speak the language. They're an inconvenient minority. Yeah, but he's not talking. Look, the, the bottom line is this, and you're much smarter, okay? You bring up all these other groups. It's very simple for white people. He's talking about blacks. That's it. Forget about Asians, Sri Lankans. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, but, blacks but, but can do the same of thing. Of course they can. Look at Barack Obama. Look at uh, LeBron James. Look at these folks that, that made it big and have made tons and tons of money. The fact is if you get up and you go to work in the morning and stop making excuses exactly. or waiting for the next check to come from the government, you can make it. John Stewart, I don't care what color, what nationality, what creed, you can make it in this country. And that's what it does. It gives uh, people excuse uh, from uh, away from individual responsibility. And it also, uh, you know, it just disincentivizes people to want to wake up. And they, they say to themselves, I'm not going to make it. The country's racist. I, I heard John Stewart say it. I heard such and such say it. Hey, hey play this clip. Uh, cut nine. This is a montage of some famous uh, uh, African-Americans. You'll hear Steve Harvey. You'll hear Michelle Obama extolling the virtues of the American dream. Cut nine, please, Lou. I think the American dream is 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 easier than ever before. It's just you got to work at it. I think I'm uh, the American dream. Barack knows the American dream because he's lived it. Surely we can give everyone in this country a fair chance at that great American dream. America creates an atmosphere for people to achieve, so the American dream is just the ability to achieve. Anybody can attain it. Steve Harvey, that was. Oh, uh, there you go. Anybody uh, can attain it. And by the way, it. just today we're talking about another female African-American breaking the glass ceiling with the confirmation of Katanji Brown-Jackson. You might not like her. I don't really like her, to be honest. I'm happy she got in, though, because I really got tired of the beatings that Kavanaugh and the rest of those folks t- took. But in the end, if you're looking for that, there is a black woman who is now a Supreme Court justice. Another example. Exactly. So, John Stewart, you're a divisive, lying POS. Uh, you're garbage, John Stewart, is what you are. Hillary Clinton last night at, at Al Sharpton's... Uh, uh, cigar Club or whatever the hell he has up there in Harlem. Hillary Clinton, uh, l- listen to her speak with Al Sharpton standing right behind her. Cut seven, Lou. The color of a person's skin still influences who gets ahead in America and who goes how far and who gets left behind. And that is absolutely a fact that nobody with all their rhetoric can in any way deny. Well, you just contradicted Michelle Obama and Steve Harvey and other prominent African-Americans, you other Punk in a pantsuit, uh, piece of garbage, Hillary Clinton, with Al Sharpton clapping right behind her. And by the way, uh, in that same uh, you know speech or whatever we want to call it, she said this: "Cut eight, Lou, please." I remember visiting you, Al, uh, when you got transferred to Brooklyn. The one thing you wanted was fried chicken, and what? we got that delivered. I think that may have been the last fried chicken you ate, though. She can't say that. Can you believe that? Fuzzy Zeller said the same thing at, at the Masters, and the guy never played golf again. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, no, she's a racist. She's a divisive. Oh, but seriously, how can, she, how can she say that? Fuzzy Zeller never got to play golf again. Divisive and racist and a poisonous and just a, a, all for political expedience. It's just a real, really a, a low life. I mean, I can't express my disgust enough for John Stewart and Hillary Clinton and, and people of their ilk. Here's Hillary back uh, about 10 years ago 
again, being a racist, she's speaking in front of a uh, a black crowd, and she affects a black accent. This is cut 16. Uh, Hillary Clinton, play it, Lou, please. I don't feel no ways tired. I come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. This lady is to put a sheet on it. uh, Seriously. Did she say something, too, when she was on that creep, that um, alleged, I'm using the correct terminology, Danielle, alleged rapist Charlemagne the God, didn't she talk about uh, hot sauce and a whole bunch of stuff, too? Oh, absolutely. Remember yeah, that? She, yeah, oh, yeah, she was pandering a, 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 in the worst way of the hot sauce in my my pocket. But yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. By the way, some Dad. more names for you. Quincy Jones, the hedge fund guy for Citigroup who ran for office. Oprah Winfrey, the BLM women who bought those beautiful mansions. <laughs> of course. I mean, this is the, the country. This is the only country in the world. This is why people are, are break, uh, crossing uh, hazardous terrain for a thousand miles to walk across the border to get here, because you can do that. Hey, listen, there's a black thought leader. His name is Bob Woodson. He said this about the the fact that the American dream might be dead. A cut 10, Bob Woodson. Play this, please, Lou. Incarceration rates at the turn of the century up at the 1960 were not what they are today. All of the problems that we're witnessing today, the, the, the decline to out-of-wedlock births, are a function of the liberal policies of the 60s. What, what racism and slavery could not achieve, per so-called progressive policies of the 60s, did promote the kind of decline that we're trying to face down. So blacks come in dead last in this household median income, dead last. Yep. I mean, by, by a lot, they come in last. And it's cultural. It is a cultural. It is also a manifestation of the government taking over the father's role. Uh, there are a lot of reasons for it. And, it, and it starts with our failing schools, public schools. Uh, that's why a lot of African-American parents, they want, to send, they want school choice. They want to send their kids to charter schools. Lastly, this woman, Heather McDonald, she sums it up beautifully. Her name is Heather McDonald. You and I have interviewed this Yeah, lady. she's great. She yeah. is. She, she calls it out uh, perfectly as to why blacks are lagging, say, in this household median income chart and in other areas. Cut 11, Lou, please. America has to stop apologizing for phantom racism. This is not a racist country. Here's what explains those success rates. Very low rates of illegitimacy, high rates of bourgeois values. The kids in those households that are doing so well, here's what they're doing. They are studying. Uh, they are they are paying attention to their ch- to their teacher. They are working hard. Here's what they're not doing. Gang banging, getting involved in drugs, dropping out of school. People of color the world over in third world countries are banging at the doors to get into the United States. States. They do not see this as a racist country. And here's who else has to do some splaining. The progressive politicians who demean this country as racist and yet who demand open borders. If this is such a racist country, why are they insistent that we have an endless flow of people from third world countries into this hotbed of racism? It's all about parents. It's, it's all about the lay of gratification. Ask the Asians, that inconvenient minority. It's all about work ethic. It's all about attitude, motivation. You can do it, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Blacks can do it. They do it every day. <laughs> Plenty of examples. It pointed out a, a lot of examples. Quincy Jones, Oprah Winfrey. There's millions more. Well, how about our uh, next guest? I mean, our next guest coming up literally in five minutes is the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, last I checked. 
He's a black man. And, yes, folks. That is correct. He is coming up next. You've waited for this. You've asked for this. Me and Bernie have asked for this. But you specifically have asked for this. You're going to get it in about 10 minutes. Mayor Eric Adams with Bernie and Sid. Only right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We are New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 77. WBC. So you may remember at the beginning of the uh, COVID breakout, Eric Adams was the Brooklyn Borough President. And uh, he would come on with me and you, Bernie, quite a bit. In fact, back then, Eric Adams was on this show. I'd even go as far as saying often and admitted publicly this was the best radio show in New York. He might do that now, but he did that back then time and time again. But we haven't talked in, uh, in quite some time, Bernie, now, have we? No, we have not. But uh, we miss Eric Adams and uh, ho- hope he appears on the show. Well, with that said... No better way to bring him in than that. Here he is, the current mayor. What? That's right. The current mayor of New York City making his return to the Bernie and Sid show. Our old friend, Eric Adams. Uh, Eric, good morning. How are you, pal? Morning, Mr. Mayor. That was the perfect son song. You know they started out, I used to live in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I know. I picked that song. I knew it would work. I knew it. So, Eric, let's start with this. Before we get into the city, your 100 days in office, what's going well and what's not. It's a very simple question, Eric. Back on the Bernie and Sid show, what took you so long? <laughs> Listen, I, I miss you guys. And you know what? Long but not forgotten. Now I'm back in the seat. And, you know, I'm looking forward to talking to you on a regular basis. <clears throat> About that? Okay. Well, listen, that's great. Awesome. Uh, listen. I have to say, uh, Mayor Adams, I've been extolling, we've been extolling some of the good things that you're doing, which is bringing back broken windows belatedly, but you brought it back. It's, it's, so congratulations on that. The anti-crime unit uh, reaping benefits already. That's a great thing. Dismantling these homeless camps. It's only common sense. Uh, good for the homeless. Good for the, the uh, citizens of New York. But uh, on other issues as well, of course, uh, Mayor Adams, I m- must say the statistics show that crime is up 45% since you took over and 70% on the subways. And, and people are starting to wonder uh, if, uh, you know, we made the right choice over Curtis Sliwa because, uh, well, look, uh, the, the headline from Fox News, goodwill for Mayor Eric Adams fading as New Yorkers fear woke empty suit. And, of course, they cite the de Blasio uh, a, a vaccine mandate for toddlers, for unvaccinated city workers, that uh, and they say that uh, it, this we, you were elected to to stop the kind of ham-fisted De Blasio idiocy that you were elected to stop, and you're not doing that. How do you respond to that? 
Well, first, let's peel back because you threw a lot in one sentence. And, you know, all the reporters listen to your show, and we don't need headlines based on your comments. They need to be based on my comments. I'm, I'm not returning to broken windows. Um, I'm having a city where we ensure we have the quality of life that we deserve. And we have saw the witness the normalization of just the failure of quality of life, everything from people stealing in stores, not being responded to, to theft of services. That is not the city I'm going to live in, and we're not going backwards at, at all. Uh, a second, I don't have an anti-crime unit. I have an anti-gun unit. Uh, these are officers with modified uniform uh, clothing. Uh, the NYPD has removed over a thousand guns off the street in the last 90 days. Uh, my anti-gun unit has removed close to 30 guns, over 100 and something arrests. They're doing their job, and they're doing a great job. The problems we're facing, Bernie and Sid, are generations in the making. Clear on that. This is, a, this is a corporation, New York City corporation, and anyone that has ever taken over a corporation know you have to change the culture of that corporation, and that's what I'm doing. We're laying the foundation that's needed to deal with everything from homelessness, dismantling of the encampments, putting people in humane care instead of the inhumane care that we allow to exist in this city. And so right now New Yorkers have opinions. And I don't know the New Yorkers you're listening to, but when I see people on the street, I'm getting a thumbs up. I see them all throughout the day, 3, 4, 5 in the morning, uh, from early day to late at night, doing the things that's best for New Yorkers. And so this is only the first inning, brothers. We got a nine-inning game. And trust me, at the end of the nine innings, we will win. All right, listen, we, we want to hear that. Trust me, we, we want New York to excel, and we want you to do well. Again, we were friends not that long ago, and Bernie d- did just point out a bunch of things, Eric, that you have done well since taking over, but i got to take it a task on something else. Just a couple of days ago, you were inviting gays and lesbians to come back to New York. First of all, why would they come back? The weather's better there. They don't pay state taxes. I mean, look, give me a break. But on a serious note, uh, that bill never states the word gay. You know this, Eric. It never states the word gay. It's not an anti-gay bill. All it is is a parenting bill. I know for me, I've got two kids. I don't want Gabe or Ava learning about sex from their teachers in the third grade. So where I'm angry with you is I thought the way you mischaracterized that bill is just a Democrat talking point, and you're smarter than that. Well, first, let me tell you the whole purpose of it. The posturing that took place in the governor, they instituted a bill where you didn't teach sex ed to children at that age. There was no reason to institute a bill that there was no, no need for because you, you weren't teaching sex ed uh, to children at that age. And what I don't do, I do not allow or never stand for this discriminatory language or posturing of any group. Because when you start with gays today, you do Italians tomorrow, tomorrow Irish the next day, African-American, Jewish. We're seeing an increase in anti-Semitism, uh, anti-Asian violence, anti-LGBTQ+. We're seeing what's happening in Texas around those who are part of the trans community. Words start the hate, and I am not going to sit back and allow that to happen. And one can agree or disagree. I don't go by Democratic talking points. Remember, many in the Democratic Party don't talk about funding police. They talk about defunding police. True. So I don't have talking points from particular groups. I have what's right for New Yorkers and Americans. No, I'm going to continue to do that. But, Eric, when you say, Mayor Adams, when you say 
uh, uh, characterize it as the don't say gay bill. That's a Democrat talking point. And you said, you said, come to New York where you can say gay. That law, that it's, it's called the Parental Rights Act, that law does not say anything about not saying gay. It's all, it's all about teaching reading, writing, writing, and arithmetic instead of grooming kids in, in, into this uh, sexualization, teaching them about, you know, transgenders and gayness. Let the kids have their innocence. That's what it's all about. And, 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 you, and you did mischaracterize it. You did say that come to New York where you can say gay. That's a mischaracterization, and that's what the Democrat, the woke Democrats have been saying for the past couple of weeks. Well, you know, some of us have never gone to sleep, so I'm not a woke Democrat. I'm a consistent <laughs> person that speak on behalf of the people in the city. I'm a pragmatic Democrat with a clear, moderate view of doing things in a progressive way. But in my definition of progressive is progress, moving things forward. And one thing I know you and I both would agree on, man, we got a COVID issue. We have an economy issue. We have a violent issue. We have so many issues. We should not be spending all of our airtime talking about uh, my belief that we that bill was wrong. Okay. We need to get our city back up and operating. You know how many people are about to go through evictions right now? I think we uh, really uh, insult New Yorkers uh, when we spend all of our time talking on these high-profile issues and look at the talking points of any uh, party. I want the talking points of New Yorkers, and they say, Eric, make us safe, allow for us to educate our children and get affordable housing and turn our economy around. That's who I am. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. Right, fair enough. We, we don't agree on COVID, by the way. Me and Bernie think it was over a long time ago. And, and for example, <laughs> weren't thrilled when, when you allowed Kyrie Irving to play home games in Brooklyn, but we laid off a bunch of workers before that. We weren't thrilled with that either. But here's where I'll give you more credit. You are not one of those woke guys in the respect of you don't sleep. The last guy who was mayor woke up 11 o'clock in the morning, was half-baked, and did nothing all day long. To your credit, I'll give you some credit here, you are a hard worker. You're out there all day long, sometimes early in the morning, sometimes late at night. Uh, so there, in that respect, just the work ethic compared to de Blasio, you've got him beat by about 50 miles. Well, you know, I've always had to work hard. You know, a, a young man growing up dyslexic, I had to work hard to graduate from college. Uh, I worked hard being a dishwasher. I uh, worked hard going to school at night. You know, I worked hard studying to become a sergeant, a lieutenant, and a captain. So working hard is part of my DNA because I woke up every day as a child seeing a mother that worked hard to feed six children. And my story is the story of everyday New Yorkers. Uh, we work hard in this city, and we're going to continue to do so. No one is going to outwork me in turning this city around, and that's what New Yorkers expect from me. Well, they also expect uh, fairness, uh, uh, Mayor Adams, on the Bernie and Sid show. For example, this uh, the vaccine mandate that uh, it, it, the policy that you employ right now, you put jocks, you put jocks, high-paid athletes, and entertainers as well over kids and cops. I mean, that reeks of uh, elitism and unfairness, and you know it does. I mean, I'm, uh, you, uh, you're sick of talking about it, but they're sick of be, being uh, unemployed because of it. And the kids, the tots, I mean, masks on tots, they don't, they, they, they move the, the mask. The masks are ineffective, and the tots are not vulnerable. You know that, uh, uh, Mayor Adams. What do you say to that? Well, first of all, one thing I like about this show, why I said it was a good show, because even when I disagree with you, historically, you lean into facts. Uh, let's be factual here. Uh, the last and the ending round of those who decided not to take the vaccine based on city rules that, that were, were actually challenged 
in court, and the judges said the city was in the right. Uh, no cops were fired. Zero. Zero. We need to be clear on that. They understood that many of us had to uh, lean into what we needed to keep our city open. We also had those who had religious exemption or medical exemption. There was a pathway not to take it. As a right of em- employment, the courts ruled the city had the authorization to do so. This was put in place before my administration. But even if it wasn't, I would have done it because that is why our city is open right now because of those man- those mandates. We want to remove the mask from our babies under five years old. We were going to announce it on Monday, but I was clear when I said this. If we get an uptick in this new variant, we're going to look at it to see if it stabilizes, and then we will remove the mask for less than five years old, like we did the other rollbacks, those with vaccine mandates in restaurants, face wearing, school children. So we have been consistent. Listen, brothers. I can't have this city shut down again. It can't happen. We right. spent eleven yeah, trillion dollars on COVID. We don't have another eleven trillion dollars to spend. I gotta be smart, and I'm gonna take some heat uh, throughout the time that I'm going to do this. But New York has elected me to make tough choices and stand up for those choices. Kathy Hochul finally came around just a little yesterday, Mayor Adams, when uh, she at least she's going to give the judges now some discretion. Clearly, she's feeling the heat for the 22 election and knows that people have had enough in this city, in this state with the crime. And the people that she surrounds herself with, these uh, idiots, Carl Hasty and Andrew Stewart Cousins and these folks who claim that bail reform has nothing to do with the crime, is just, it's insulting to people like me and Bernie. i got to be honest with you. Now, you went up there, and they kind of slammed the door in your face, and you came back your tail between your legs to New York City and couldn't do much about it. And our contention was, hey, Eric, go out there and start naming names. Start shaming people. Start yelling. If you want to combat crime in this city, bail reform is part of the problem. You can't just go to Albany, have the door shut in your face and come back and not really say much. What do you think about that issue? Well, well, first of all, you guys have known me for a long, long time. And you know there are no tails that go between my legs. <laughs> you know, I, I have never, never backed down from a good fight. Uh, that is who I am, and that is who I'm always going to be. And although everyone stated nothing would be done, uh, Eric was uh, beat up in Albany. All the headlines say it. Uh, so let's be honest. Many people thought the needle would never be moved. We see what's happening right now. If the details that are emerging, uh, if they are correct, then it's clear those things that I pointed out are being, ad- are being addressed in Albany right now, as I, as I stated. Now, that is not to say we don't have more to do because we do have more to do. Uh, we have to do everything from uh, having accountabilities in our schools, mail control. Uh, we have to make sure that we push through more public safety um, items and issues and uh, let's be clear, I have some real victories in Albany. My people's plan, earned income tax credit. We're going to get millions of dollars uh, coming back to taxpayers. We're, going to, we're, we're putting money into child care, which is crucial. So we are walking away with W's because I went up to Albany and allowed my tail to stay straight up instead of falling down and stated that I'm a fight for New Yorkers like I have fought for New Yorkers uh, throughout my entire career in public service. Yes, no, but the uh, Cuomo uh, Kaminsky, hey, that no cash bail law, 
people have blood on their hands, and we wa- wanted to hear more passion and anger from you. But uh, you got you got to bounce, Eric Adams. Uh, well, in that case, thanks for appearing on the Bernie and Sid show, Thank and uh, come back, please. Yeah, come back more often, Eric. You did a good job here today. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. All right, take care. There he is, the uh, the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. He's got a busy schedule today. Again, talking about his first. 100 days uh, in office, and I thought we brought up all the pertinent points, all the points, of course, that New Yorkers are not happy about, everything from bail reform to crime to the uh, the way he treats uh, athletes and stuff when it comes to mask mandates. And, um, look, he, he was prepared, he was ready, and he answered all the questions uh, as best as he could. 1-800-848. As best as, best as he could. Right. Yes. 1-800-848-9222. got a couple of more big-name guests about to come on. We'll open the phones as well. Thanks again to Mayor Eric Adams, Bernie and Sid on a Friday. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, everywhere on that 77 WABC app, simulcast out on Eastern Long Island News Talk 107.1 FM. Uh, that was uh, pretty interesting with uh, Eric Adams. Uh, it was it's good he had the uh, cojones to come on with, with two harsh critics, Bernie and Sid. And, again, we extol the virtues when he does good things, but we criticize when he does bad things. And as far as broken windows, he had to kind of run away from that. I brought that up. He says, I don't. I didn't re-employ broken windows. Right. He's 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 uh, playing semantic games with that. He did bring it back. He called uh, Keechan Sewell, the commissioner. He called the chief into the office after that weekend of 21 shootings, and he said, "Get out there, uh, uh, start prosecuting these small crimes. Yep. Get these thugs off the street. These small time, these these low life hoodlums, these low crime hoodlums." urinating in the street, drinking in the street, subway fare jumping. That's broken windows, but I guess he can't say it That's the because it's, his woke critics will say, well, you're doing the same thing as Giuliani. It's semantics. Exactly right. He called those tactics racist under Rudy Giuliani, and then, of course, he extolled the virtues of David Dinkins. So if he's doing something similar, broken windows, anti-crime unit, he said, no, I didn't do that either. He right. kind of is. So but those, he is, yes. those terminologies, for some reason bother the Democrats and the wokesters because they're Giuliani's. So he can't use that verbiage, but he is is employing some of that stuff. He pushed back on that. Look, it was uncomfortable, the conversation. You know, the folks, for the most part, loved it. We hit them all the major issues. We didn't have a lot of time. We're not going to go into why you called white crackers, uh, why you sit there with Al Sharpton, blah, blah, blah. We only had 10 minutes. uh, Right, right. And we had had to discuss the pressing issues, which are what's going on in New York City today. I think we did it. Uh, I think I think he handled himself about as well as he could have. There's no question that we we grilled him, and he, he just didn't have all the answers. I no. mean, and he, the he, fact remains on the on the vax mandates. It's an uneven application of that uh, law. It really is. High paid docs and entertainers get exempt, whereas cops are, are they have to stay home. Maybe they weren't fired, but they're on unpaid leave. 
So technically, they're well, you can call it not fired, but they're on unpaid leave. And tots, I mean, kids have to suffocate. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. And that law still uh, is in effect. And it's wrong. And he didn't. He, I didn't think he had an adequate answer. No, for he that did, as and well. he also did have an adequate answer when I pressed him. And you also asked the same thing about the uh, the, the parental uh, act in Florida. The the uh, don't say gay bill. Exactly. I mean, clearly, yes. We we don't want anybody treating anybody badly. The, you, you and I are the same. Whether we love a, gays, we do. Even transgender, anybody. It doesn't matter. We don't want anybody being treated badly. But don't go out of your way to lie about a bill because you don't like Ron DeSantis because he's a Republican right. down say, in Florida. Don't say that you can say gay in New York as opposed to uh, right. in Florida. That's not true. That's a lie. Well, that's, that, that, that's, that's what, when he said, I don't say anything that's a Democrat talking point, uh, that right there is not true because the way he reacted after that bill, he sounded just like any other Democrat exactly, yes. in Washington, D.C. So, look, look, again. He, he came into the fire. This was not going to be easy. This is, we're not Joe and Mika. We're not Willie Geist and Al Sharpton. He knew what he was in for. He gave us a couple of very nice compliments. He said, we bring up facts, and that's the beauty about this show. I thought we did that again today. He had a difficult time answering all the questions, and he will as long as things don't change in a big, big way in New York City the rest of the way. Yeah, exactly. I, I predict he'll be back. That was good. It was friendly. It was uh, amicable. But it was, it was contentious as well. We didn't shy away from anything. Nor no. did Well, I, I was going to say nor did he, but uh, in a way he did. But either way, uh, it was good that it happened, and I'm glad he came on. And hopefully it's the beginning of a renewed relationship with the mayor. And maybe things will start to get better. As I pointed out, crime is up. Yeah. Since he took over, 45%. Huge numbers. Huge. That's unbelievable. And there's no way you can be a politician in this city, whether you like us or not. And you may hate us. That's fine. All right. Those two guys are jerk-offs. That's fine. Uh, but you cannot be a politician in this city and not go on the number one. We are number one news talk political show in New York City. So he's got no choice. I mean, to go on these other stations and, and some of these, uh, you know, real anonymous TV networks doesn't mean a thing. If you're in New York City and you're in the the political realm you have to go on bernie and sid that's the bottom line and he did he did and he, he took the tough questions to his credit uh again hopefully he'll do it again there were a few, few other things that i would love to have gotten to like when when he played the race card with the journalists etc cetera, etc cetera. but again i gotta bounce i mean what am i gonna do he's he's done he's out I, and i i like you asked about the name and shame thing yes i was gonna hammer it uh, home and say I wanted to hear some passion and anger. These no-cash bail law advocates have blood on their hands. <laughs> well, wait a second. I, and I know you actually did say that at the very end. You still got that in before you hung up. But he actually was uh, taking some credit for what Kathy Hochul did yesterday. He's like, well, you know, uh, I didn't leave with my tail between my legs. That's not my nature. That's not what I am. And by the way, there is some movement in this discussion ever since I've been to Albany. So he actually just now took credit for some of what Kathy Hochul did yesterday. Well, as a politician, I guess he can plausibly take some credit, but she uh, she was pressured into it, and I didn't hear him calling her out either when she was saying, I'm not budging from my position on this no-cash bail. I'm not looking to reform it. I'm sticking with Cousins. I'm sticking with Heasty. When she said that, I didn't hear him speak out back then. So I don't know if he can really take credit, but either way, as a politician, I guess plausibly he can say behind the scenes, I did this, I did that. But he never called out Heasty and uh, and Cousins by name and say, listen, 
you two guys are getting people killed in my city, and I want you to change that damn law. Yeah. That's what I wanted to hear from him, that type yeah. of passion and anger. And I, I glad, I'm glad I got some of that in at the end of the conversation. But uh, uh, either way, maybe things will turn around. It's still, as he said, what did he say, it's the first inning? He said it's the first inning, and it is. He's got a lot of years to go and a lot of work to do. And look, for all the crap I talk about New York City, and you folks know, of course, I lived here for the better part of six years between Lower Manhattan by Wall Street and the Upper West Side. Yes, I did move, but I still live in the boroughs. I'm still a New York City resident, so Eric Adams is still my guy. So, yes, I'm out of Manhattan, which is a hellhole, but I still live in one of the five boroughs, and we still need Eric Adams' help. So he is still my guy. That's just the way it is. And, of course, uh, you know, Curtis Lee will was our choice for mayor but uh it, among the democrat candidates he was the best of a bad bunch there's no there's question no, no yeah. question about That's, it that wasn't even close i and mean so, th- thank god we were talking to mayor eric adams today and not mayor maya Wiley. exactly right <laughs> there, there would be no broken windows or semantics aside there would be no broken windows there would be no anti-crime unit there would be no homeless encampments coming down uh, and and that's the, you know the, that's why he was elected to do stuff like that, not to coddle criminals and to uh, you know to to repeat Democrat talking points, woke Democrat talking points like uh, the "Don't Say Gay" bill, for example, which is just a complete and total lie. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Usually we put this time aside for the naughty gossip columnist, who I love dearly. So does Bernard, Rob Shooter. But uh, he's gay and he moved to Florida. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> That's so good. he's not coming like in it. today. That's very funny. He said, no, no, he, I can't find him. So he's uh, not coming on right now. The number, uh, we'll take some of your phone calls here on the Eric Adams conversation. We should do the whole hour on Eric anyway. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. I've been bombarded on my Instagram, at Rosenberg.Sydney, at Rosenberg.Sydney with DMs. Of course, you can follow the radio show on Instagram, too. We recommend you do that, at It's Bernie and Sid. And, of course, the radio station in its entirety, at 77 WABC Radio. But let's grab some of these calls here quickly, Bernard. Here's our good friend Jimmy. He's in Brooklyn. He's got an opinion on the Adams, Bernie, and Sid conversation. Line four, Louis. Good morning, Jimmy. Hey, good morning, guys. You did a good job with 10 minutes. That's couple corrections with Eric Adams. First of all, he's full of crap. When he says people are giving him the thumbs up on the platforms, he's mistaken. They're giving him the middle finger. Nah, listen, listen. Nah, Jimmy, I hate to say it because, again, you know we're critical of the guy, but the New York Post, who you have to be able to trust, they just printed a column last week that said 57%. That's a big number. 57% of New Yorkers think Eric Adams is off to a very good start, so he's not lying. Well, here's but I my went, second point. Here's my second one point. second, there, young man. One second. Uh, two days in a row, 
he went out to events and it got very, very raucous. That's there were people true. screaming. That's true. In fact, true. The, last night the, there was one. Do we have this clip? Uh, the, the, the cursing was off the charts. It was very dangerous. He was going into a place this time, and uh, it was Curtis Lee was sent it to me, and people were chanting and F Eric Adams and all that stuff to the caller's points. If we don't have the clip, that's fine. But uh, the Post has the poll of, you know, who, who are you going to believe, the people in the streets or the, the polls from the New York Post? Anyway, caller, I forget your name, but continue, please. Jimmy, yes. Here's my second point. This is for Greg Kelly, and I listen to him every day. Eric Adams has said that Ray Kelly, who I considered the best police commissioner we ever had, where yeah. crime was down, was a racist. What proof do you have that he's a racist? Well, none. none. What he's talking about is the uh, the policy stop and frisk. And again, uh, you know, that's why Michael Bloomberg pissed me off more. You would expect that from a guy, Eric Adams, 100 Guardians, uh, whatever the organization was called in the police department when he was running it. And it was back then when he called uh, Ray Kelly a racist. Yeah. But Michael Bloomberg actually employed Ray Kelly. And when he was running for president, he ran away from that policy and threw Ray Kelly under the bus and essentially called him a racist. He right. said, yeah, we went too far with the stop and frisk. Now, this is a guy, Mike Bloomberg, who should know better. So I reserve my anger and ire more for a guy like Mike Bloomberg than Eric Adams. It's wrong that he called him a racist, but that's what was, he was sort of a cop activist back then who was against the stop and frisk law. And you would expect that from somebody like that. But you wouldn't expect it from a guy like Mike Bloomberg running right. for president, throwing a good man under the bus the way he did. Andrew is on Staten Island on line one. Andrew, go ahead. Yeah, hey, uh, I said you're not going to like this, but I feel like you, you gave Eric a, a lot of outs. Oh, I did, I huh? you a little What's that? Uh, wait, What's wait a that? second, wait a second. I, I brought up the don't say gay bill. Uh, I brought up the, the fact that uh, we think COVID has been over for a very, very long time. I brought up the crime in the city. I brought up about four or five things. I, I did at one point say that he's done a better job than Bill de Blasio. That's it. So why don't you try to be more specific when you say I let him off easy because you are factually incorrect. I didn't yell at him. I didn't, uh, you know, uh, call him a jerk off or a bad guy. But I brought up three or four very valid, uh, valid and salient points about the city. And the only, the only time I complimented him was when I said a better work ethic than Bill de Blasio. So what exactly, Andrew, are you talking about? Yeah, but he's saying you're a jerk-off. Goodbye. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's go to uh, Rich in New Jersey on line 8. Good morning, Rich. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good, you thanks. Know, after listening to that interview, it reminded me of an old saying I heard a long time ago. If you can't dazzle them with brilliance, you baffle them with, and the initials are BS. Nothing's changing with this guy, let me tell you. He works harder than anyone else. Rudy Giuliani worked 20 hours a day, and that day, and that wasn't going to Miami for Bitcoin uh, conventions right. or Broadway plays or out every night. It, it, uh, listen, that's fair. Uh, uh, also, not, also not, not showing up on the set in Secaucus of Mika and Joe or New York One where he was this morning wearing a nice suit and tie. Or like you say, out in, uh, in Miami or the countless nightclubs and restaurants in New York City. And he does an awful lot of that. But... You know, again, first time he's been back on this show since he's Brooklyn Borough president. First time as mayor. Don't, don't, and, don't have him back. Don't have him well, back. He's the mayor of New York City. Guy, he's a mayor, Rich. I mean, what do you want us to do? Just flat out go, you're lazy and you're a racist? I mean, well, I don't, what do you guys want? 
We well, ought to just. Well, you turned them down the first time. He turned you down the first time. Turn him down. Nah, that's, that's, that's not a good job. idea. Listen, I still think. Look, Rich. The beauty is he comes on right, and then you. You're a very smart guy. You're a savvy New Yorker. You're able to sit in your car and, and, and think for yourself what he's lying about, what he's being honest about, what he's not saying. What he, I think New Yorkers want to hear from the mayor. At that point, it's up to you to determine whether or not you think he did a good job or not. But we're not, not going to bring the mayor on. That's ridiculous. And yes, and we're walking a tightrope. Uh, we're trying to maintain a relationship with a who we disagree with on a lot. Uh, so it's a difficult uh, thing to maneuver and uh, navigate, but that's what we're trying to do. And we did call him out on all oh, the tough issues right. uh, while maintaining some respect. And so this is what we're trying to do. This is what we're paid to do. Uh, so, yeah, what do you expect? We'll call him lazy and, uh, and we're not, not going to do that. Stupid. We can't do that. Right. And, uh, but, again, the t- tough issues, all of them were brought up. He, he responded. What, we can't control what he says. We can call him out on it, but we can't control exactly what he says. No, here's uh, Ed in your part of the woods, Long Beach, on line six. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Bernie and Sid. Hey there. for having me. Listen, great job today with the mayor. Thank you. I think you took it right to the point where he'll come back on your show again. Uh, I think you could have done a lot more damage, but this guy's halfway in. I was a sergeant um, back in the 90s uh, during the heyday when the city was going nuts, and we had great leaders. They weren't halfway in. They weren't placating the lefties. Um, they went in, broken windows, um, TNT, uh, did everything he needed to do, and that's the only way this job's going to get done today. Right, and that's what they were saying back when he did bring back the broken windows policy. We're going back to doing doing things the right way was the quote. And uh, so for him to walk away from that, I, again, I understand it. The, the the terminology broken windows, is it triggers a lot of these woke people on the left, and that's why he's, he's ran away from it. But he, he has brought it back. Make no mistake about it. He brought it back, and that anti-crime unit may be a little bit neutered because of the fact that they have to identify themselves. But still, uh, showing reaping some benefits. You see, uh, I, I, again, what is it, 250 arrests? They confiscated 30 guns. One guy they got for drinking on the streets uh, uh, with this anti-crime unit, employing a broken windows policy, drinking on the streets. You know what he had? He had some priors. He had a warrant out for him, and he also had a gun on him. So uh, these are good things. These are good policies. Hopefully the stats will uh, drop. The crime is up 45%, Oof. 70% in the subways, which we pointed out to him. So we'll see in the, in the coming month or two if uh, all of this is effective. And it better be because, uh, you know, time is running out for Eric Adams. The honeymoon is over. We've got to sh- start showing results. Here's Chris on line five up in the Catskills. Chris, you're on with Bernie and Sid. How are you? How are you, sir? I'd like to see uh, Eric Adams answer the question. He has a responsibility to cut crime down because you have the businesses, you have Wall Street, you have people commuting into New York to work, you have people living in New York who work, and you have tourists, and you have hundreds of thousands of medical tourists like myself, like relatives of mine, residents of upstate New York that come into New York City to go to the best hospitals, see the best doctors and surgeons, go to the best radiology clinics, He has an obligation to keep those people safe. I mean, right now, Eric Adams is at a pace where he's going to go down in history as the best-dressed mayor, the mayor with the best taste in music and nightclubs and Broadway shows. Does he want to go down in history as that, or does he want to go down in history as the mayor 
who who cut crime and made the city well, safe again. I, I'm going to say this. Century. Look, 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 look. I don't like the Democrat talking points. Neither does Bernie. I speak for both of us. The anti-gay bill stuff, all that nonsense. He's got to stop that. He's got to stop. It's a lie. It's not right. I, I, that's no good. He's got to stop with the COVID stuff, too. Stop it. There's no more COVID. There hasn't been COVID for eight, nine months. Leave the mask off the kids. Stop with the stupid ma- uh, vaccine mandates and move on. I, I will. I do think, though, he's trying with the crime. I do. Again, I, I said to him, you had your tail between your legs coming back from Albany. He didn't like that, but that was the case. But, but for whatever reason, Kathy Hochul has started to move. And like Bernie talked about all morning long, we have seen arrests when it comes to uh, guns. And we've seen, you know, the broken windows uh, put into effect, these other things. So I do think that he cares about crime in the city. And I do think he's already done some decent things. So there's a lot to be critical about. But when it comes to crime, I'm not sure that's where I'd start with Eric, even with the numbers being up. I'm not sure that's his fault. Bernard, keep up the fight with prostate cancer. My father died from it eight and a half years ago because he didn't go after aggressively. So keep up the fight, Bernie. I appreciate that. I certainly will. I am doing so, and uh, it's reaping benefits as well. Thank you. Thank you for the call, and thank you for your kind sentiments. Anybody else on the phones there, Yes, let's go to uh, Bernard. Oh, the phones are all lit up. Are you kidding me? Uh, Paul is in Whitestone, Bernard, on line one. Good morning, Paul. Thank you. Good morning to you. Hi. Let's nice talk to you guys. So, yeah, I got in the car late. I heard you guys were talking to the mayor. My jaw dropped. I was so psyched <laughs> to hear how I was going to go. I think it was great. I think you guys did a great job. You brought up the Don't Say Gay Bill. He talked uh, circles around it. You yep. hit him with it again. He did it again. Uh, and then, you know, he did what he does. He changed the subject a little bit. But I want to I want to ask, what do you guys think about this? He basically said that he's allowing the sports guys and uh, the actors to uh, to not get vaccinated because he's, that's part of him bringing back New York's economy. Is that what you meant by that? Like, so it's okay. That's why he's doing it. And that's what he's trying to say. Yes. yes, yes. That was what he was intimating that it helps when it comes to uh, the econo- economics and the economy. Yes. So. But I, but but you know, I, I believe the caller has a butt on that. Go ahead, caller. Well, the butt is so he feels it's okay. It's justifiable to do that. But what about everybody else? What about us? We're not part of the economy. Still, where's the money coming from? Exactly right. Exactly. I wanted you to make that point. You're a thousand percent correct on that. Everybody's part of the economy. It's a double. It's a two-tiered system. It shows favoritism to overpaid elites and screws the working man. And again, kids under five years old who wearing masks is the, the, the toddlers pull on their masks. The masks don't freaking work, and the kids are not vulnerable to anything. It's a stupid policy. One that was initiated by Bill de Blasio, and one, and the, the reason why we elected Eric Adams is to get rid of, as the Fox News piece called it, the idiocy right. of uh, de Blasio. And, uh, and in this case, it's not happening. One more call. We'll go to break. Bernard Isaac in Randolph, New Jersey, is on line eight. Good morning, Isaac. Hi, hi. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. And Bernie, we met before twice. Uh, I took a picture with you. I don't know if you remember. I, I, I was I'm the one that grew up Hasidic and started. Whatever, we met a couple of times. So anyway, my point is that why wasn't he wasn't pressed hard enough because he asked him the question. He keeps asking him the question about the gay, the no gay state bill. He went around the bush, typical Democrat. He didn't answer the question. He did not answer the question why he was saying something that's not true. Well, he did, no, but, but he did answer the question, Isaac. That's the point, and that's where you guys, thank you for the phone call, need to be a little smarter, okay? You, you got to understand the nuance. He did not answer the question. Therefore, he did answer the question. 
He, he would answer the question if he had a real answer. He did right. not have an answer. We made it very clear the word gay is never used in the bill. It's a lie. Stop. And, and, it, and he did not answer the question. That means he did answer the question. That's the, new, the nuance. He's never going to say, you know what, you guys are right. I lied. I misrepresented. Right. The, 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 there's no don't say gay bill or law. You can say gay in Florida. You can say gay in the schools. There's nothing in the bill about gay whatsoever. So he's not going to say that, 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 that I'm wrong and I misrepresented and I was uh, you know, spouting Democrat talking points. He's never going. We can press him on it, which we did a couple of times, but that's all we can do. What are right. we going to do? Say you're you're a lying a hole and hang Listen, up on him? We pressed him, and he said, "Hey guys, guys, we've got COVID, which we don't. We've got an economic issue, which we do. We've got crime. Let's talk about the important stuff." So by him running away from it and not answering, believe it or not, he answered that question. And he got he in got a the message. Words. He got the message too. Right, exactly right. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. One eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Great story coming out of Staten Island. This young lady, facts. Sports Illustrated doing a major story on it today. We've got the very first ever female Major League Baseball player on the Staten Island Ferry Hawks. This is a, a decorated ball player, been on the national team twice. She pitches, plays center field. It's going to be a huge story. Her name is Kelsey Whitmore, and she's set to join me and Bernie coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Keep it right here. Bernie and Sid on a Friday. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Okay, Danielle, you're right. She's not a major leaguer. She's on the uh, Staten Island Ferry Hawks, but she's uh, it's a kind of a major league, you know, a, uh, it's an affiliate of a major league team. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, the wife is correcting you. Well, I, yeah, Danielle's been I, listening I don't mean all to, morning. She, I don't mean to reduce her to quote unquote the wife. But my apologies. Take for that, it easy, it, there. It's not like I'm married to Jada Pinkett Smith. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it sounds like it though. <laughs> You're actually correcting yourself on the air at yeah. the, because of uh, something your wife texted you. Well, if she's right, she's right. I mean, I've heard you do a million times. Oh, the beautiful Carol just said You're damn to right. me. You're damn snappy. <laughs> We're not stupid. Uh, what, what would happen, though, if uh, the Academy decided that uh, Will Smith had to give back the Oscar? And, well, uh, and, and he says, uh, like, remember when security came over to him and said, you have to leave the auditorium now? And he said, No. So what if, in fact, the Academy came to Will Smith and said, we need to take back the award? Well, I guess he can keep the award, but they would sure. just wash it off of the records, exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he would have the symbolic uh, trophy, but it would mean nothing. It would be, uh, it would be like O.J. C- keeping the Heisman Trophy. Did they ever strip him of that, by the way? The Heisman Trophy, O.J.? I mean, I know Fred Goldman actually has the trophy. He has the actual trophy, yeah. right, but I don't think the Heisman organization I don't know. Uh, stripped O.J., but... Uh, what would happen? Uh, nothing. I mean, the guy's filthy rich. He's good to go for the re- for, for, for fifteen lives for yeah. God's sake. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, they should they should probably. Well, no, we said we determined this morning that he made the movie before the slap. That's right. So in a court of law, uh, logic would dictate that it, you can't strip him because he did it before the slap. Anything that happens after the slap, different story. Well, though, they did award it to him after the slap. Yeah, but Techn- I know that. But, but, but like, like you said, look, if he had gone out there and committed a, a heinous crime, pedophilia, murder, rape, you know, then we can start talking about taking Oscars away. But uh, it was ugly. It was very ugly. It, it, it was humiliating for Chris Rock. It may have ruined Will Smith's career. But I don't think uh, his actions is worthy of taking back. No, and they didn't take Roman Polanski's. They didn't right. take Harvey Weinstein. So they can't take Will Smith. I mean, look at those two scumbags. They don't get worse than that, right? Uh, no, they don't. <laughs> Pretty much they don't. Uh, 
Unless, of course, they're murdering people. Or, right. You know, I guess right. that would be the only. Uh, <laughs> right. But no, they can't take it based on precedent. They can't. If they take his, they have to take Polanski's, Weinstein's, and a couple of There's other. There's a few uh, others, too. I know we had a list of, believe it or not, there were like five or six Hollywood actors and actresses that did some really nasty stuff. Way worse than smacking a comedian on stage that weren't even reprimanded, let alone having their statues taken back. So, anyway, Kelsey Whitmore will join us next hour. We're going to play Beat Bernie. It's the last hour of the week. It has been a momentous show today. But you guys uh, did what I thought you would do when Bernie, and again, not to bring up the ratings every day, doesn't matter, but I did what we thought we would do. A record-breaking day here on Bernie and Sid, specifically the 8 o'clock hour, the Eric Adams conversation. Numbers we've never seen before at this station. So thank you, folks, for tuning in. And uh, for the most part, it seems like you guys appreciated it and enjoyed it. And if you didn't, a few. Fourth hour coming up next. We are New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 77. Uh, take me out to the ball game. I did like the Google Downs version you played yesterday, the great Lou Rafino here on the board. This is the fourth and final hour and the final hour of the week of the number one Nielsen-rated news talk radio show in New York. We are Bernie and Sid. Today is a very historic day here at WABC and for the WABC family, which doesn't include the Staten Island Ferry Hawk baseball team. Uh, April 8, 2022, sportsbook history. 23-year-old Team USA product Kelsey Whitmore has signed with our baseball team, the Staten Island Ferry Hawks of the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball. Uh, we're excited about this season, which does start Tuesday night, May the 3rd, on Staten Island. Kelsey's got a very impressive resume, folks. I mean, very impressive. A WWC silver medal, a USWNT gold medal, a Stompers Championship ring. She's been on the national team now for a couple of years. So she is the real deal, I believe, She's going to try out for pitcher and or center field. And a big story in today's Sports Illustrated, illustrating, see what I did there, the, uh, the Ferry Hawks uh, uh, hiring a woman to come in and be a part of this baseball team. We're very excited for the baseball team, even more excited for Kelsey. And with that said, making her debut on Talk Radio 77 WABC. It is the aforementioned Kelsey Whitmore. Kelsey, welcome to Bernie and Sid. Congratulations. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You know, we uh, we held a big day on International Women's Day at this station, Cal. So one of the ladies I spoke to is uh, was Nancy Lieberman. And uh, Nancy is a basketball Hall of Famer. She has played, coached uh, at the NBA level. NBA teams I'm talking about, not just women's teams like the WNBA, winning gold and silver medals in the Olympics. And she said, listen, listen, Sid, I understand that for the most part, some of the men will be physically difficult to deal with, but I know the game of basketball. I know how to play. I'm good at the fundamentals. I can shoot the ball. I can defend. No reason why I couldn't play in those leagues. And she did play, and she's a Hall of Famer. I have to believe you're going to these tryouts on Staten Island with the same exact mindset as Nancy Lieberman. Yeah, I mean, it's just at the end of the day, it's all about competing and, um, you know, the work that you put in in the offseason and, um, you know, the knowledge that you try to gain with, with talking to high-level players. And it's really just applying that to every opportunity you get onto the field. So really just 
just this season going out there competing and um, just getting after it and exposing exposing all the skills that I've been working up for. So, uh, Kelsey Whitmore on the Bernie and Sid Show, uh, women's softball, women's baseball, and now men's baseball. Uh, listen, it must have been some odyssey to get to the, this point, to get to the Ferry Hawks. Tell us some of the obstacles you've had to face to overcome on your journey to the Ferry Hawks. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, as time went on, it's, it's there's a lot of times where, uh, you know, maybe opportunities weren't given or um, it was hard to even just kind of get opportunities. A lot of times there's there's going to be a lot of people who don't support it. So it's kind of going through that, uh, that struggle of trying to do something you love, but, you know, not having the support for it. And, and um, it's, it's the late night, late night, uh, you know, grind, um, you know, finding an alley just to throw because you may not have someone to throw with. It's, it's, it's everything. Um, it's the, the late night studying pitchers and studying hitters. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's trying to burn, uh, create, create a network as well of people because you start off with feeling you're alone a lot of times. And um, women's baseball is such a small uh, community. And so there's not many people you feel that are there to support you and help you through it. So it's, it's building those networks and connecting with uh, people and, um, and, and I feel like that's part of the whole grind, uh, trying to just learn more and develop more and uh, be the best version of myself on the field. You know, Kels, when uh, guys try out for these teams, right, they show up, they try out for the baseball team, they, you have walk-ons in football, guys that, you know, live in New Jersey, they just drive over to the stadium to try out for the Jets and the Giants. No one knows who they are. There's very little pressure. If they make the team, become stars, they become great stories. If not, they go back to doing their daily jobs. There is pressure here on you, I would think, because everybody knows you're the first female to have this opportunity. Do you look at this as pressure or just an amazing opportunity? Um, it definitely can feel like pressure, but I don't like to look at it as press- pressure. I'd rather look at it as a privilege and um, being able to take it as as something to compete with and and use it to, um, you know, as as something to be you know grateful for for opportunity. And you know, every night I pray for opportunity. And so being able to get opportunity is just once you grab it, you run with it, and you take it, and you and you do everything you can to make the best out of it. And so, yeah, no, I don't, I don't look at it as privilege, can it, uh, or I don't look at it as a pressure. Can it feel like pressure? Definitely. Um, it definitely can be, but yeah. uh, using that and changing that perspective to um, to use that as a, as a privilege and, and be thankful for it and, like, run with it and just compete every pitch, every inning, every play, and – you know, I'm I'm just I'm I'm just I'm just excited to get out there and play. You know, that's all I want to do is play ball and um, do the play the game that I love. Kelsey Whitmore, she's going to play for the Staten Island Ferry Hawks, a men's baseball team. She's going to pitch, play the outfield here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Uh, Kelsey, was it in the back of your mind uh, when you were playing women's softball and baseball to get into men's baseball? I mean, what what what, what sparked that? How did that come about? What was the transition? What we, when did you start thinking about it? I mean, to be honest, I, I feel like I just say I started thinking about it out of the womb. I started playing baseball since I was six and never stopped. Um, I grew up playing baseball, played in, you know, travel ball leagues and, um, you know, grew up playing in little leagues and pony leagues for, for baseball and played high school baseball, um, you know, freshman, uh, junior varsity and, and, and all those, all that stuff. And, 
Um, I made this, uh, a temporary switch, I'd say, in uh, college to play softball. There was just no opportunities to play baseball. I didn't know how to navigate through it. I would have loved to play baseball in college, but at the time, it's just like there just was no opportunities. I didn't know how to uh, get to that that point. And so, um, you know, ended up getting a full ride to play softball. Did that. Um, now I'm getting my master's, but while I'm doing that, I'm, I'm still trying to pursue playing baseball. I was thankful to play a couple of years of independent pro ball uh, for baseball in my first years of college. So I was still able to still play the game, which I which I really wanted to do and which I loved. Um, I still kept the mindset of once I'm done out of college, like I'm going to go play professionally because that's that's what I want to do. I'm not going to let this you know this switch in the path for that's a, that was a temporary switch stop me from still wanting to do what I want to do in, in, in my life. And so um, in the off season, once I graduated college, I just kept grinding, kept, kept trying to um, improve on my craft and um, ended up having a couple opportunities for this, this year. And uh, you know, the opportunity with Staten Island, just, it was one I just couldn't, I, I couldn't say no to, um, you know, the, the culture with the, the front office and with the team and, um, I haven't met all the guys, any of the guys yet, but you know the culture that the competitive culture that this front office brings to the table. It's uh, it's something I want to be a part of, and this is definitely a level that has been one of my next goals that I want to play at. And I just want to make this game my career, a living. I want to continue playing, and so it's always been something. You know, baseball has always been some a plan of mine, and uh, something that's been on my mind. And, something that I've always wanted to do. It's never, it's never left. So since I was six years old, I, mm. you know, I've been, I've been playing this game and it's, it's been something I want. I've always wanted to continue doing, uh, a, no doubt. It's a class organization co-owned by uh, John Katz our owner, the president, Eric Scheffler, the GM is a terrific guy. I've been involved in minor league baseball his days in Brooklyn. Now here on Staten Island, Gary Perrone. Uh, so you're going to love, uh, love this team. Kelsey Whitmore, big story in today's Sports Illustrated, female on this baseball team getting a tryout. Now, you have not been, unless I'm wrong here, correct me if I'm wrong, you have not been given a roster spot yet. You have to go out and compete with the rest of the guys for this. I, know, I already know the answer to this, Kelsey, because you played baseball your whole life and you dreamed of this, so I know the answer, but you have to say it anyway. Uh, just getting a tryout, is that enough, a girl getting a, a woman getting a tryout on a baseball team, or if you don't make the team, it's going to be a huge disappointment. I actually, I actually signed yesterday. Oh, you did? So, All right. Yeah, I did. So I actually signed with the team yesterday, and wow. I'll be at the, the invite, the, the invite only uh, um, work uh, workout tomorrow. And so, um, so yeah, I signed yesterday. Uh, you know, they 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 were they were trying to make it a special day, and so didn't announce anything or anything so we're just making it a special day yesterday but yeah i actually signed yesterday i was a uh, so you're, make, you're, make, you're making news right now kelsey because as far <laughs> as i knew you were invited to basically spring training you're telling me you've gotten a contract with the Staten island so, ferry hawks so, yeah spring training i i am in um i'm a part of spring training as well uh you know once you once you make a team you know you're pretty much a part of a uh, spring training and i yeah i know i, I signed yesterday i'm i'm on the team and um, uh, you know, I had I had Eddie Medina, who's the director of ops. He, he showed me my my name on the on the roster. And, wow. Um, you know, I've been I've been talking to them for at least it's now it's now about a month and a half now. I'd say I've been talking to them and um, we've been in contact. And it was just trying to you know plan a a good a good time when I was going to show up and when I was going to um, 
you know, signed with them and, uh, and, and, and everything. And they, they, uh, yeah, no, they, they had me sign yesterday and, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited. I've been waiting for this and, uh, you know, it's, it's something we've, we all been discussing. So for, for a while now. And so I'm, uh, but I'm finally here, finally here in New yeah, York and well, ready, to, ready to get after it. We are very excited for you. Kelsey Whitmore is going to play for the Staten Island Ferry Hawks just signed yesterday, as we just heard. Hey, let me ask you this question, Kelsey. What, uh, if any, what major league player do you model your game after, if any? Maybe, 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 maybe there's nobody, but uh, tell me. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a couple actually. I'm a two-way player, so I pitch and I play the outfield um, um, pretty much my whole life. I've Otani, both, but uh, <laughs> I think of Otani right away, right, right, right. He's definitely a baller. He's definitely a baller. I do, I do look up to him. Um, however, model my craft after. I would say in the outfield, I love. I love watching Mookie Betts. Um, you know, he's a very athletic player. He's um, very, very on his feet with, with, you know, knowing what to do with the ball. His mechanics are on point. Um, he has a great first step, and uh, he's, he's also uh, a great hitter. You know, can, can hit for average, can hit for, for power. Um, I, you know, I, I really I, I love his athleticism. I love the way he plays. He's aggressive. Um you know, even on the bases, but as an outfielder, you know, I just, I love watching that guy. Um, Pretty good player. That's not a bad guy to love. (laughs) I mean, that team is probably going to win the world series this year. That Dodger team, of course, he came over from the, uh, from the Boston Red Sox. So look, this is a bigger story than Mookie Betts and, and baseball and Staten Island and all that great stuff. Again, uh, and and I know that it's probably uncomfortable for you because you're just a baseball player. It's all you are, you know, different than Mookie Betts or any guy on the team but the truth is, you are. The fact is, you are a female, and this is going to be a monster, monster story. So your message, Kelsey, for little girls out there, even kids like my daughter's age, she's 18, a great athlete, my daughter Ava, what is your message for girls out there who think they can't make what you're doing a reality? Um, I mean, yeah, for, for girls out there who, who don't think they can make you know their dream or their goal a reality, I think you just got to look yourself in the mirror and, and ask yourself how bad how badly do you want it? You know how badly do you want this? And if you want it bad enough, you'll do everything you can to to improve yourself, to develop yourself, to improve yourself as a person on and off the field, and and you'll do everything you can. You'll stay up late getting after it. You'll you <laughs> you'll know you'll know. So I I. I'd, I would ask yourself, how badly do you want it? And then at the other side of it, you know, it's it's a grind. Just know that failure comes with it, and so, as well as does success. And just understand that at the end of the day, you got you got people who who got your back, and create a small circle with good people. Surround yourself with good people, and just work hard. Work hard and don't stop. Just don't quit. There it is. Um, the moment you quit, you'll regret it. So. That's what it. a mindset. That's, that's the mindset, right, Bernie? That's it. It's that that's is amazing. You're, yeah. you're absolutely right. And, and by the way, she's going to play Bernie for a New York Met Hall of Famer, the great Edgardo Alfonso. Have yes, you, who, who we spoke to. Yes. Have you have you spoken or, or met Bonzi yet? I Obviously. haven't spoken oh. with him yet. I'm going to be meeting him soon, but I've talked to Nelson Figueroa. You know, I've talked to majority of the people now in the front office, but he's the, he's the one guy. Uh, Eduardo is the one guy I haven't talked to, but um, everyone else I've, I've I've talked to, I've had conversations with, you know, talked the game with. So um, talking a lot with Nelson Figueroa, he's he's the pitching coach, and um, you know they they uh, originally signing me as a as a pitcher, and then and then like that I'm a I'm a two way. So um, so yeah, I uh, I'm, I'm definitely meeting him soon, and so I'm excited for that. 
Very good. Listen, Kelsey, we wish nothing but the best for you. Kelsey Whitmore, who's it's a men's baseball team, minor league baseball team. This is huge, and uh, we, we, we are now big fans of Kelsey Whitmore. So uh, all the best to you. Thanks for appearing on the Bernie and Sid Show. We look forward to your, your return appearance after you start playing, uh, Kelsey. So once again, Godspeed, and thank you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. And uh, you're in New York now. This is the best radio show in New York. Don't forget that. Uh, by the way, we're going to play Beat Bernie coming up at 40 after the hour. We need a contestant right now. Your chance at cash prizes, a whole bunch of cool stuff. Brought to you by Pete Morgan and the fine folks at Peerless Boilers, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Your chance to play Beat Bernie is coming up. Talk Radio 77. WABC. Listen here, don't you? Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. Simulcast out on Eastern Long Island. News Talk 107.1 FM. It is Friday. It's a happy day. It's going to be sunny. The rain is gone. And so uh, cheer up, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, it's a beautiful day for baseball with the Yankees getting set to host the Red Sox in about three and a half hours now. That's, uh, that's exactly what you want in the Bronx. So perfect baseball weather, Yankees and Red Sox coming up in a couple of hours. That is terrific. The Mets play tonight. I watched the game last night. Didn't end till midnight. I know it started late, but uh, it was still, uh, you know, it was soothing. You know, I watch baseball to listen to these guys. I watch these things because they're soothing. They're great escapes. And uh, Well, well to your base- point, you, you could make the argument, Bernard, to your point, the Mets – TV booth, the trio specifically of Gary Cohen, Keith Hernandez, and Ron Darling is the best in baseball. The best. And I love listening and watching them. The same thing in basketball, Breen, Jackson, and the coach, whatever the hell his name Jeff is. Jeff Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy. Also, Mike Breen and Clyde Frazier. I like, they, yes. they make the experience of watching these games. Uh, they make it. They make it. The announcers do. Sometimes they do. Look, when I was a kid... If you had a really bad Monday night football game, it didn't matter because the back and forth between Frank Gifford, uh, Don Meredith, and Howard Cosell was the real show. In fact, I would say that's still the greatest booth of all time. Those guys made Monday night football great, even if the game was 55-3. to three. Right there. Right there. Look at him go. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> God, I miss him. He and really he, was great. Remember, even, even in Phil Rizzuto, Scooter, just listening yeah, to him. Yeah, he was great, yes. Uh, uh, him right, and Bill right. White. So, so yeah. tonight, the Mets are going to play on something called Apple TV, which, by the way, bro- broadcasts Jon Stewart. I don't want to buy – I don't want to subscribe to anything that carries Jon Stewart, but you're going to have to if you want to watch the Mets game. Why Plus, you tell me that? You're not going to get, you're not gonna get the, 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 that trio you just talked about uh, that I watched last night uh, with, with Keith Hernandez, Ron Darling. And the Gary Cohen, you're not going to get it. So, uh, and you can't even DVR it, believe it or not. So wow. it's, it's just a complete, complete screw job that the Mets are doing to you tonight. And it is the very first thought ever for Max Scherzer. I know you want to watch it. You want to see it. I love Max Scherzer. That's a huge night. No, I know huge night. Do we know? Uh, Luke, do we know who the to Bernie's point? The announcers are for the Apple 
games? No, I, I've heard the names. That yes. You, 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 you would not recognize them. Really? What? One's a, a female, I think, for the does the Baltimore yeah. Orioles games. You, you never heard of them. You never heard no, of them. No, you never heard of oh, yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. It's a terrible thing. Terrible thing. You know, I, I did watch happy. last night uh, leading up to the Met game because, again, like Bernie talked about, the delay. I watched some of the SNY pregame coverage with Gary Apple, Todd Zeal. Who's the Jerry guy, Luke? Jerry something or other. He was a long reliever. I don't know the hell he was. But um, they were good. They were okay. But I, I don't know who In this, the broadcast uh, Apple, Yeah, he was one of the, the analysts alongside Gary Apple and Todd Zeal. Before the Met game. It in, wasn't Jerry Blevins. No, in the studio. He's not in the broadcast. Oh, maybe. No, Jerry the, Blevins. I think yeah, you're right. So Jerry was, Blevins. It was great Jerry Blevins. Blevins. Yeah. So, listen, speaking of uh, historic achievements, uh, I'm going to get to this in a minute. Uh, they did confirm the new Supreme Court judge, first female black to uh, assume the uh, bench. Not a woman of color, though. I, I would say Sonia Sotomayor. Mike Cap, I don't know uh, I, the the semantics these days. I just I just can't buy into them. Either way, we'll get to that in a minute. But this this video has gone viral of a University of Chicago freshman uh, quizzing this uh, fat Brian Stelter from CNN, laying out everything that's wrong with fake news, in particular uh, CNN and this guy. And it's gone viral. Believe me when I tell you, this is cut thirty eight. Lou, listen to this University of Chicago freshman to Brian Stelter. Take it away. My question is for Mr. Seltzer. You've all spoken extensively about Fox News being a purveyor of disinformation, but CNN is right up there with them. They pushed the Russian collusion hoax. They pushed the Jussie Smollett hoax. They smeared Justice Kavanaugh as a rapist, and they also smeared Nick Sandman as a white supremacist. And yes, they dismissed the Hunter Biden laptop affair as pure Russian disinformation. Uh, with mainstream corporate journalists becoming little more than uh, apologists and cheerleaders for the regime, is it time to finally declare that the canon of journalistic ethics is dead or no longer operative? All the mistakes of the mainstream media and CNN in particular seem to magically all go in one direction. Are we expected to believe that this is all just some sort of random coincidence, or is there something else behind it? Too bad. It's time for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, Fats. So no answer. But that kid got everything in in one question, everything that's wrong with the corrupt bias uh, of media these days. So well, kudos to that kid. I can see why that tape went viral. Uh, Stelter was sitting there, by the way, with David Axelrod. Uh, it was a great question, and uh, good for that kid. Now, listen. The new Supreme Court Justice, Katani, or whatever the hell, Brown Jackson, she's going to be the new judge. It went down like this. Kamala making the call in the Senate yesterday. Cut 41, Lou. The A's are 53, the nays are 47, and this nomination is confirmed. And, and now it is history, though 20 years ago, of course, the Republicans put up a uh, female black for the Supreme Court, and Democrats like Joe Biden voted against her. So 20 years late, but uh, because of racists like Joe Biden, uh, e either way, the predictable uh, uh, Cory Booker, he was just crying. Listen to how smarmy and nauseating this guy is. Cut 42. Just finished the vote. Katanji Brown-Jackson has now been confirmed by the Senate to be a justice on the Supreme Court. And I think there are a lot of people who can appreciate this, that there is a lot of hurt in this world. There is a lot of private pain oh and my personal injury. And we live in a nation with acres of ground that's been watered with tears and what is sadness. Sorry. But today is 
a mountain of joy. Today is a day for celebration. Today I rejoice. I cry tears of joy. Shut up. Shut I just want to thank God. What a swami. I mean, this guy, this dick face has made more money on Wall Street than than, uh, than, he, Mike, than uh, Michael Milliken. And he's, he's crying about the, 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 the state of the country. He is the kidding? biggest uh, Wall Street whore in the Senate. You're That's right. correct. You're absolutely yes. right about that. Yes. Uh, and Mitt Romney, of course, the traitor. A year ago, he voted against uh, Katani Jackson, or Brown Jackson, uh, uh, to, to uh, be appointed to the Court of Appeals. He voted against her. And then new information came out that she's a friend of pedophiles. And Romney said, you know what? It's a good idea. I'll vote it to the Supreme Court. This is how he uh, justified it. Cut 14. In the uh, prior confirmation, uh, I was concerned that she was outside the mainstream. Uh, and as a result of our meeting for an hour together and reviewing her uh, testimony before Congress, I became convinced that she's within the mainstream. But she's also highly qualified, intelligent, capable person. All and, right. That's uh, enough of him. Uh, so after listening to her testimony, the, the tes- testimony indicted her for being, again, uh, virtually indicted her for being uh, soft on pedophiles, soft on child pornographers. It was really disgusting. Mitch McConnell summed it up. Cut 26, Lou. Play that. Literally apologize to this self-described kingpin that she wasn't allowed to go softer. The fentanyl kingpin will be coming soon to a neighborhood near you, thanks to Judge Jackson. Oh, I didn't realize there was a fentanyl kingpin as well yeah. as a bunch of uh, pedophiles. So even worse, according to Mitch McConnell. So Mitt Romney, what the hell are you talking about? You reviewed her testimony. Shut the hell up. One last thing. This congressman from Colorado, her name is Lauren Boebert. Uh, she was one. Uh, she was the one who was kind of... Uh, heckling joe biden at the state of the union anyway she's a firebrand she's uh, she's got a she's got a pair let's put it that way and the most detestable thing that, the, that this biden administration is doing is funding subsidizing and encouraging the mutil genital mutilage mutilation excuse me of kids in school who want to you know they think they want to transition they don't know they're getting encouraged by teachers this is why the parental rights act went into effect but anyway Listen to Bobert confront the, the Department of Homeland Security uh, a commissioner or whatever the hell he is, a, a secretary, excuse me, uh, uh, Xavier Becerra on this very issue. Cut the please. For the record, you favor HHS's funding being able for, to, for sex reassignment, for surgeries on minors. I will do everything I can to defend any American, including children, whether or not they fit the categories you have mentioned or not, and if they talk about gender-affirming care, I am there to protect the rights of any American. So the answer is yes. They, right. they want to fund the genital mutilation of kids in school. They want to encourage it, and they want to fund it. That is really revolting, nauseating, sickening, detestable, despicable. Any other words you can think of, Sid? No, I think you did a great job. You're, like you're like a walking thesaurus. I mean, uh, <laughs> call me War Clyde Frazier, but uh, uh, you know, slicing and dicing. How about that? But on a serious note, you're right. Slicing it, and dicing. It, that it was is, pretty it good. It is gross. Uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes we do these stories, and, uh, you know, it's our job, and we cover the news. And, again, we are fearless in, in a world. You know, Oftentimes, for example, somebody will say to me, 
well, you, you know, you got to be careful. You're going to get canceled. They're, Shut up. It, it, no one's canceling us. Truth is, we're telling the truth. You know, wait, we, wait, wait. Uh, 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 quite the contrary. Right. People who want to uh, mutilate uh, the genitals of kids, they should be canceled. Correct. So when I hear these stories, it, it just occurs to me just how crazy, just how insane this society has gone. And, you know, the poop is in the pudding. I think a, a lot of the reason why we're number one is because we, we do bring up these issues. We don't just get in line with everybody else. And a lot of folks I know, too, will try to, uh, well, it's bad, but it's bad, but no buts, no buts. It's bad. It's Real really bad. bad. Well, it's a, the, the Republicans and Democrats. Stop. Stop the madness. Stop. Stop the child abuse. I mean, when it comes to the kids especially, that's what makes it all the more sickening. Radio 77, now, it's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to beat Bernie. It is time to beat Bernie on this sunny Friday morning, 942. Yankees in about three and a half hours. That's a big game. This is a bigger game. Beat Bernie. Our contestant is a real estate agent out of Brooklyn, New York, my hometown. And it's Steve. Good morning, Stephen. How are you, buddy? Good morning. How are you, WABC? Oh. Yeah, that's where I work. Thank you. Where uh, where in Brooklyn are you at exactly? Midwood, in the, uh, in the Jewish ghetto here. Uh, well, I grew up on East 22nd in Quentin. I know that uh, area very, very well. Where are you? Avenue J. Oh, very nice. A little uh, Jerusalem pizza after the game. You got it. You got it right near DeFara, too. For Yes, for, yes. Uh, for for else. Yeah, I pointed that out to my wife, Danielle, uh, a couple of weeks ago. She wasn't familiar with that place. I said, I got to tell you, outside of L&B Spumoni Gardens, DeFaro's is probably the second most famous pizzeria in Brooklyn. In fact, Bill de Blasio, the one thing he did do was uh, save that place from going out of business. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, he did. And you got to let your wife out sometime, you know. Every, every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right, let's play uh, today's game. Here is uh, question number one, Steve. In 1964, okay. what comedian performed the first of his nine USO Christmas shows for American troops in Vietnam? Bob Hope. That's right. Number two, who was the World War II icon that was created in a 1943 song that says, quote, that little trail can do more than a male can do. Uh, can, you, can you repeat it? Can you repeat the, the question? Who was the World War II icon that was created in a 1943 song that says, and I quote, that little frail can do more than a male can do? Uh, Rosie the Riveter? Yeah. That's unbelievable. No way. I have no clue. That is a great call out of you. Philip Banzai was the last United States ambassador to what island nation before diplomatic ties were cut off in 1961? 19, what island nation? Uh, um, North Korea? Wrong, you two legged back of that. I'll give you a hint. It was right before the Bay of Pigs. Oh, Cuba, Cuba. Right. Yeah. Not to be confused yeah. with the Florida city Boca Raton, what is the two-word name of the terrorist group founded in Nigeria has been translated as Western education is forbidden? 
Boko Haram. Yes. And finally, you're out chance to go four out of five today. Who had two ticker tape parades in New York City's Canyon of Heroes, one in 1962 and the other in 1998 after a second trip to space? John Glenn. Yes. Very nicely done. The easiest one I blew. I would say that's probably true. Yes, four out of five, though. Still a very, very good job. All the pressure on Bernard. Bernie's got to get all five right to win today, which he can do. Bernie, all five, get yourself a win. If not, Steve is in the driver's seat. How does that sound? For Steve, yeah. It sounds like he's already in it. He did well. He got four out of five. Here's number one, Bernard. In 1964, what comedian performed the first of his nine USO Christmas shows for American troops in Vietnam? Uh, excuse me. That would be Pete Davidson. No, it's Bob Hope. Yes. This one of the surprises this guy got right. Let's see if you get it right, too. Who was the World War II icon that was created in a 1943 song that says, and I quote, that little frail can do more than a male can do. That little frail, I guess that would be, uh, i go with uh, Betty Grable. Wrong, you tuna. That is incorrect. The answer is Rosie the Riveter. Somehow Steve got that right. Okay, good, yeah. Here's All number right. three. Philip Bonsai was the last United States ambassador to what island nation before diplomatic ties were cut off in 1961. This is the only one Steve did not answer correctly. That would be Cuba. Yeah. Or as the Kennedys say, Cuba. Right. Uh, not to be confused with the Florida City Boca Raton, what is the two-word name of the terrorist group founded in Nigeria has been translated as Western education is forbidden? Boko Haram. Right. And finally, in your chance to also go four out of five, who had two ticket tape parades in New York City's Canyon of Heroes, one in 1962 and the other in 1998 after a second trip to space? That would be, uh, let's see, second trip to space. John Glenn. Yes! Oh, you could have gone with Jeff Bezos. Been to space twice. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, both of you guys got four out of five correct today. A very well-played game. Bernie Stillwater, real estate agent Steve, out in Brooklyn. Steve, how you doing? Congratulations. Bernie, how are you? How do I know you weren't cheating? Well, nobody can tell, but uh, oftentimes I get easy questions wrong, if that's any indication, if that's any help. And uh, uh, many times uh, my colleagues there at 77 WABC have a witness, I could be cheating, but I'm not. I'm, I put myself in a soundproof room, and I don't do it. I have the integrity not to cheat. And how do I know you're not cheating? By the way, I know that because you're a great guy. You have a good soul, and I wish you only the best health and wealth and, and otherwise. You're a really good guy. Both of you guys are great, and I enjoy listening to you all the time. Thank and you. I certainly was not... Uh, it was not serious about that. that job. Uh, well, uh, well, listen, that was funny, but thank you, Steve. I you... would cheat. I would cheat if I could. If I played nah, the game, I'd be, I'd be I, listening. I, I, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. I really could. Not what? even one time could I cheat. Really? No. You never, that, you know, you never cheated on a cheat test? So wait, wait, wait. You never cheated on a test in school? or, or No? In school, maybe, yeah. Oh, I, I did back different. in the day, but, um, you know, I've grown. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a grown man. I'm a grown-ass man, as uh, they would say in the streets. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I've matured, and no, I don't cheat. I just don't. Uh, anyway, Steve, thanks for the call. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the kind words. 
And uh, you listen to the Bernie and Sid show on 77 WABC. 1-800-848-922 is the number. We're going to close the show out right after these short messages. Beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. On 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We're supposed to say that we missed Justin Ellick. He's home today. He's got the uh, Nancy Pelosi sickness. He's like, oh, you guys, uh, you, what did he say to you, Luke? He was mad at Bernie because Bernie didn't say he missed him or something. Well, first of all, don't say that we miss him because I don't miss him at all. Okay. Uh, no, but he wanted us to say that uh, we missed him because he's at home today and is uh, a little disappointed you guys didn't shout him out. Well, uh, I, us guys or specifically Bernie? Uh, specifically you two. No, I actually I do miss him. He's a great uh, he's a fantastic executive producer, and he's such a reliable guy. And I hope he doesn't have any symptoms. I actually do miss him. If I, if I didn't say it, I apologize. I was remiss, but uh, no, no, I do miss see. Justin Ellis. Hold on. Uh, you no. said your, your apology sounds relatively insincere. All right. Well, uh, then screw him. Yeah. I hope he gets long COVID. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so happy you brought that up. By the way, he went back to bed, so he didn't uh, text anything. But I know. I'm just kidding. I, I know, but I was I, I was watching something last. Oh, uh, Bernie, who, what's the name of the guy, the nice-looking African-American guy? He wears the Dr. suit. Dr. Tory Esterling here again. There he is. Right. So he replaced yeah. uh, Chosky on TV, whatever. He's much better anyway. Uh, the guy like a dozen, a half a dozen of these, these city doctors. I don't know who the hell hell's Me either. Know, but he Trump. was on talking about this long COVID. I, I've never heard something so ridiculous in my whole life. That I'm supposed to really buy that people have these symptoms from months and months and years. I mean, come on. I long thought the exact COVID? same thing. I thought. I thought it was manufactured. Me too. And a bunch of crap. Uh, that's what, exactly what I thought. I haven't heard anybody except uh, Eric the, Adams. these doctors on TV <laughs> talk about it. Well, he is. He, he works for Eric Adams. But I have never heard it like uh, from Dr. Mark Siegel. I've never heard it from anybody on, on uh, legitimate, uh, legitimate uh, news sources. Uh, I, I, long COVID? What, what the hell are you talking Bernie, about? Bernie, they will never let this thing go. Exactly. It's unbelievable. You're right. And yeah. That's what it, that's what it is. But well, Eric Adams' people called the station and said they were very happy with you and I. They found us to be very, very professional. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm, gl- I'm actually glad to hear that. Yeah. So we'll have him back. Uh, what in 2024? No, they said he's never coming back though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he likes hanging out with Willie Geist. <laughs> I am not going to uh, shed a tear, but no, we, we look forward to having him back. Oh, absolutely. He was. He did a good job. He, again, it was, it was tough. Very, very tough. He, he did, you know, tough he, spot. But <laughs> he did it. He did, look, the, b- bottom line is he did it. <laughs> he did do it, yes. Let's face it, Louie. You know it. I know it. He didn't want to do it, but he did it. Now, he'll be back soon. I, 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 he's, a, he's, a, he's a tough guy. you got to say that about him. He's a tough guy, and uh, he'll be back soon. <laughs> That's all Sid has been going on about for 10 minutes, by the way. What? Is, do you think he'll come back? I don't think he'll come back. Do you think he'll come back? He's, never, he'll come back. he's never coming back. And I then, hope he comes back. And then he's he's five minutes. Listen. Hey, what do you guys <laughs> think? Was he angry? Was he angry? I'll tell I you what. what. I think he liked it. No, no, he Bernie has been with me for 25 years, six years on, on, a, on a daily basis. He knows exactly what you're talking about, Lou. He has seen this neurotic Sid time and time again. Oh, the weather vane? Uh, all of it. Have you not, I mean, you've seen it burn, right? Oh, of course. The roller coaster that <laughs> is uh, Sid <laughs> Arthur Rosenberg. Oh, Absolutely. God. The but let me tell you something. He'll, he'll come back when, when he has some good news to celebrate, when the statistics uh, show yeah. some real uh, improvement, progress. Yeah. He'll definitely come back. And uh, then we'll remind him about the bad stuff. Well, you know, but but he can he can uh, you know crow about the goods. In other words, he can counterbalance it with some good news. 
So he'll be back. Don't worry about it. Just, uh, just to take it easy. He was here today. It's the show's not even over yet, and you're worried about him coming back. <laughs> For God's sake, forget it, Bernie. It's not going to. Well, let me ask you this: work. So Eric Adams comes on today, and uh, you and I are clearly both happy about that. We want to get him back, okay? Uh, now, what if somebody came and said, "Hey, listen, the mayor came on. Now you got to come on." I'm talking specifically about Governor Kathy Hochul. Would you want her on the show? Would I, as long as she's willing to take tough questions? Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and uh, you know. Soft pedal anything uh, with, with Kathy Hochul. I was sorely disappointed with, when she came into office and uh, refused to, to uh, want to change the no cash bail law. I was I, I was pissed off. I was angry. I'm still angry at it. I can't believe that she didn't want to change it. I mean, it's killed you know tens of thousands, not tens of thousands, maybe thousands of people, but uh, injured how many people, how many people have been the victim of uh, robberies, storefronts, stores, pharmacies, et cetera. And this woman comes in because she's afraid of, uh, getting primary from the left. She sells out the people of New York for that. I was really angry. So no, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't fake it and I couldn't you know, put on a happy face and give her a, you know, a puff interview. It would have to be a tough interview. If, if, if she decided to come on. Uh, Andrew Cuomo, I believe, has decided not to primary uh, Kathy Hochul. We thought that was going to be the case. In fact, I was almost dead sure that was going to be the case. But it turns out he's not going to do that. Well, he may run as an That's what uh, that's a possibility, which would be just similar. In that case, he could run in the general election. The primary would be the primary and it would be over in June. She would win it probably. But in this case, uh, he could he could go for November. As an independent, you know, as a uh, an independent or whatever it is, a third party candidate. On Saturday night, uh, tomorrow night, me and Danielle are going for dinner with our friends Cheryl and Thomas, and we're going to a place that uh, Lou and MJ like very, very much. In fact, they frequent the place. So I said, uh, Lou, come on over, have a drink, hang out with us, have some dinner. You never really did answer me, did you? I'm getting back to you. Don't worry, it's coming. You want what Sunday? <laughs> yeah, just keep waiting. <laughs> You're like Bernie in that respect. No wonder you guys were so close for 30 years. <laughs> you think he's God. coming back on? I think he's coming back on. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun. It was uh, it was a great week. It was great to have Bernie back all week. We had a tremendous week here on the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show. A record-breaking week. So uh, go enjoy the weekend. Do we anything fun this weekend, Bern? Uh Yeah, I'm just going to relax, so watch some uh, Masters, baseball, and uh, chill. What about you, Luke? What you got uh, on the weekend schedule? Atlantic City tomorrow, baby. We're oh, you're go, going to uh, see uh, my buddy Jimmy Allen. Sure place. am. You go to the Hard Rock in New Jersey. That's right. Oh, very good. Go to Council Oak for dinner. Is that where you're going for dinner? No, but I will now. Are you going to play uh, like card games and stuff or yes. bet on sports? The card games. All right. Have fun. Let's check out the whores. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, plenty of those. Never see him again. Hey, now. Frankie <laughs> Diaz with an E. Thank you very much. Deb Valentine, thank you very much. Lou, hopefully I'll see you tomorrow night. Eric Adams, we'll talk again very, very soon. That'll wrap it up for this week's edition of Bernie and Sid in the morning. We hope you enjoyed it. Check back at 6 o'clock on Monday morning. Until then, from all of us to all of you, enjoy your weekend. Peace. 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 
had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.